Sign it now. No, oh. no, we have to. We have oh. to be done. Um, but uh, you are um, in a precarious spot. You gotta, you're gonna have to get down. Am I too tall? No, no, no. For signing, for wall signing, <laughs> you're gonna have fine. to get down and p- push up position. Okay. Okay. So, episode forty-one, Badass Records podcast, and we have the other half of the first. <laughs> Married couple joining us, Tara Davis. Hi. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm glad you made it the other half because I do very much feel as a partnership. So happy to. You include. and your spouse? Yes. That's a, a good thing, I would yeah, think. Absolutely. Yeah. And you guys um, have been together how long now? 10 years. Well, that, married. Married 10. Yeah. And you date, you didn't date Only that long. Like a year and a half or year two. and a half. Yeah. And what was the, uh, how did the proposal go down? Was it a surprise or? I planned it all, you know. <laughs> this it was is a, a shocking surprise, development. But I planned it. Okay. Um, at the time, I was doing an internship in Illinois. And so I only saw Kyle a few times that summer. Okay. And it was his birthday and I was coming back for his birthday. So I planned a huge dinner for him, got all of our family together, our favorite spot, reserved a room and everything. So he just brought the ring. Which had you, dinner. did you know what it was going to look like? Um, we, I mean, we were very serious. So we had definitely exchanged ring like looks before. And I did find this one. I wanted a vintage okay. ring. I just realized one thing. So you planned everything, but he showed up with the ring and. Well, you know, so he did do a few things. So the place was actually where I worked during school. So I was a server which is another funny story, but I was a server at a like fine dining, the finest dining there was in Manhattan, Kansas, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, so, you know, they always sent, set out a prefixed menu and as a server, you have to have everything memorized. So you can give your spiel you right. know, for the diners. And, um, anyway, we sat down and, uh, my manager Griff at the time was like our, the person in charge of our party. And so he came in. No, it wasn't Griff. Sorry, it was another guy. He came in. He handed out all of the prefix menus and um, was going through it. And he was, like, really shaky and, like, nervous. And I don't look at it because I get the same thing every time I go there. I have my order. So I'm just like, okay, why are you being so weird? But you noticed this was (laughs) happening for him? I just noticed he was, like, weird, like, going through the prefix because I'm not looking at the menu. I'm looking at the server. Sure. And you could tell he's just like, look at your fucking menu, Tara. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and on the menu was all my favorite things. And oh. then at the end, it said, will you marry me? But Kyle had to sign it because he wanted to make sure that I didn't think it was like the server proposed. I mean, what? obviously, I didn't think that. But So then I'm like, I finally looked down. I'm like, what? And then Kyle's like on his knees and... It was like, oh, this is great. And my whole family was there. And, of course, Caitlin was late, my sister Caitlin. You don't say. Yeah. So she missed the whole thing. <laughs> oh. Oh, just the, she missed the moment. She missed the proposal. She didn't miss the whole celebration. She came celib- later. And okay. I'm like, hey, I'm engaged. <laughs> <laughs> but she knew, right? No. I don't oh. think she knew. I don't think Kyle told anybody. Okay. I think everyone thought it was for his birthday, except 
my parents so and you his parents. planned how you would like things to be slash look, but you didn't know it was going to happen right then and there? or No, this was just supposed to be his birthday party. So I okay. wasn't prepared for it to be. Okay. So there was a surprise like, yes, element. Yes, there okay. was. I, it was kind of like just supposed to be family together because I was gone all summer. Right. And, um, it, you know, it was a surprise to me and okay. to all the people besides our parents. So he asked my parents. and Are there pictures from this yeah, evening? Yeah. I'll find them for you. I want to see them sometime. It was funny because it like took a while to register and... I, you know, I went through the motions and hugged everybody and we sat by each other and I was like, yay. And then somebody like brought out champagne to celebrate. And I don't know what it was about the champagne, but when I saw that and then just tears just started falling oh my. on my face. Oh my. I was like, oh my God, did that just happen? You guys are making my makeup mess up. <laughs> no. I didn't even wear waterproof makeup to our wedding. Oh, I'm going wow. down the aisle just black running down my Is that face. a th- thing that ha- exists and works? Waterproof makeup? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm never prepared that way, though. I see. Yeah. Um, so I think it was in Kyle's episode that I learned for the first time, the third, not not the first time, but felt like the, that you are from Illinois. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm certain that I knew that, but had forgotten it. Yeah. It's just all kind of Western Kansas, and then there's a Green Bay Packers piece to it. But yeah. um, so, did your parents meet there? Yeah. So my both my parents are from Sterling, Illinois. Okay. My grandparents, growing up my whole life, lived a mile apart from each other. So anytime we go see family, we see everybody. I've never had both to deal, sets of grandparents. Yeah, I've wow. I've never had to deal with this Christmas we're going here, and then we'll travel over here for the other. It's always been right there and the funny thing is my mom's parents bought land on my great grandpa's old farm that they split up into you know different plots Mm -hmm. so my grandma sproll lived on farley road (laughs) so wow yeah so my mom was classmates with my dad's younger siblings okay and was friends with his whole family i wouldn't say that my grandparents from each side were like friends with each other right. but they like we would all be together at certain points and they could manage each other but they weren't like hanging out without your mom family. was classmates with your dad's younger siblings my dad's a family of six siblings so okay. he had um three younger brothers and two younger sisters okay so, so was there any of this uh uh that's my sister man that's you know that from his younger so let's see your mom, classmates with your dad's younger siblings. So was there any of that, like, you know, where... Like they would date each other yeah, or something? N- well, <laughs> just like, uh, uh, you know, from your dad's asking out uh, a, a younger sibling's friend. Or... I feel like they're, they're like four years apart. So it was big enough of a spread that in high school they were never really... Sure. Like on the same level. Gotcha. But it was when my mom was in college and my dad would come back. Okay. Then he he knew of my mom. Sure. And slowly won her over. She was like a sorority girl and he was just like a cattleman. Uh-huh. And my mom would tell stories of like he would show up to her sorority house with a trailer of cattle and park in front. Like he was like going to a, you know, drop cattle at a pasture 
and he would just swing by and pull up and you know it's like Lori John's outside with all his cows <laughs> they would just stop and you know say hi you know he was never obviously like leaving the cows in the sure thing that's but, cute though yeah so she, it was I think it was kind of hard to win mom over because she was in a you know she was just like in her prime moment and there was just this guy who already had a job and was kind of like making his oh, life and sure just dealing with cattle you know yeah. and my mom's you know going to sorority and you yeah know, studying business and all those things and so it was kind of like she turned him down a few times before okay. they became a thing um uh, so how long did they date before they were engaged um maybe like under two years okay. i think it was still pretty quick and then does it go i know i've asked this before but i can't remember uh does it go celeste you caitlin lacy yep. okay yeah I was fairly certain that, but also I thought that I had remembered one time where I asked that and you said that you were the oldest uh-uh. or maybe you were like, sometimes it feels like I'm the oldest. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not an older child. Um, well, I mean, in terms of like, or, you know, getting everybody on the same page or being in charge of planning and I do plan a lot. I will say I've been so overwhelmed lately that I've kind of just been a really bad sibling a bad friend i've been i haven't been at my peak because i'm just really overwhelmed i mean i have a lot going on so but i'd say you know a few years back if you look back when things were a little slower or i didn't have so many moving pieces i was always the planner okay everything okay yeah um so and now i can make something happen pretty quickly like sure late notice and i can focus on that but long term, someone's like, give me your details of this weekend. I'm like, leave me alone. I'll just show up where I show up. I can't figure it out right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I catch some warranted, some maybe not a lot of heat from my mm-hmm. siblings and other family members. Um, and just this past Saturday. Yeah, this past Saturday, we're sitting... We had already been to Swope for soccer, mm-hmm. and we're sitting at center middle for flag football, and one of my siblings was sitting next to me, and a, a dad came up and was like, okay, so, uh, and Ad- Adeline wasn't there, because soccer, and then got her to Sean and Susan so she mm-hmm. could go watch <laughs> volleyball, and then a dad approached and was like, so you can take uh, my kid to the pizza party. And then there was all the, and my, my finished this conversation. My sister's like, who is that? I was like, Oh, it's so-and-so. And she was like, I can't keep all of the moving pieces that you have for today straight. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know. Yeah. And she's like, how do you? And I was like, I don't really, it's all just <laughs> yeah, it's fumbling. Just like, oh, the day finished. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. survived. Uh, <laughs> not too far from, did, did you, did you watch Sesame Street growing up? No, no. We, we lived in the country and like, okay. didn't have any TV. Um, and really have, so you've really never watched any? Um, maybe like, I know of like the characters. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's a weird thing as a kid, you know, it's an hour long and there's this mix of scenes with uh, just puppets 
and then scenes with humans and puppets, and then scenes with just humans, and then there's animated stuff, <laughs> and it all ties together with the letter of the day and the number of okay. the day, and the and the, there's a lot of messages mm-hmm. in there about being like a, a good person, and uh, or maybe you learn about a profession, mm-hmm. um, and then there'd be some just random things, uh, and one of the most. Uh, but as a kid, you you want all puppet. Like yeah. that's or the animated. Yeah, it's like what's this? Human like, forget doing the human. Here? Don't give me a message. <laughs> Who's there, this celebrity? I don't care. <laughs> but there's there's a, a recurring. It's one of my f- fondest to think back on. But there was a, a, a like a professional chef or a pastry chef, mm-hmm. and the only thing <laughs> this chef would do would come out of like a set of doors with twelve. Uh, lemon meringue raspberry turnover whatever this is always a different dessert Mm -hmm. carrying all of them he would uh, come through and hit the top of the steps and announce what the dessert was and then attempt to go down this set of like five or six stairs carrying all of them Mm -hmm. never once does he he falls every time (laughs) and it makes a big mess and it's but that's kind of how i feel it's like everything has gone into getting these lemon blueberry turnovers ready and then you fall down the stairs yeah. and they spill it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of kind of parenting. Yeah. Um 100%. So what's the so were all four of you born in Sterling? Yeah. Okay. No, sorry. We weren't so I'm from Monmouth which is like Monmouth. 2 hours away. But um it's pretty close to Sterling and every time we go back to see family we'd go to Sterling. So okay. we have no like ties to Monmouth. That's just where my dad was working at the time. Okay. When we, we had this little rant or um little farmhouse, like ten acres or something with some cattle on it. Okay. And yeah, it was but, a nice little but farm. But all four of you were real, yeah. okay. And it was like it was basically a scenario of my mom just locked us out of the house every day. <laughs> I can't handle you guys. There's the hose. Here's some apples. Go find something to do. I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, and so did, so did you or Celeste get married first? I did. You did. And then Celeste. Yeah. And then Lacey. And then Caitlin is coming up. Yeah, like, in January. In Jan- oh, yeah. where are they going? Jamaica. I've, I literally was having like nightmares about it last night <laughs> i just felt a flutter of anxiety and i'm <laughs> not know. i'm like oh my god uh our last uh deadline to book the trip was last week and i booked it on the last day i'm like oh shit gotta come up with this money somehow okay we're going to jamaica i just had this um nightmare that i mean it's not a nightmare but it was a lot of anxiety build up that we're all in line to be the bridesmaids, like ready to go down the aisle and everyone's in their bridesmaids dress. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to order my dress. <laughs> so I woke up, I like woke up and I put in my calendar, order dress tomorrow. <laughs> and a couple more pairs of dupes. <laughs> I just learned what dupes were at your house over the weekend. Yeah, uh, your daughter's more fashionable I than mean. me. <laughs> um, so... um so i mean who's going from your are you guys anyway from your household is it just the two of you or are you taking the kids we really wanted to take the kids um but we weren't sure on like how much extra the kids would cost and then 
also just not like, free. I can we, tell you that much. Right. We also never go on vacation, so the thought of oh, I'm gonna go to Jamaica and have to go to bed early with my two year old. No thanks. So you know, Kathy and Greg. Yeah, they're gonna watch them. And they, I mean, they we just went through this dilemma because they're actually invited. I was that was where I was going. And. I feel so bad. I mean, I think they were getting ready to commit to going. And I ha- I'm i pretty sure I'd found a sitter willing and capable to stay with the kids for that Really? Long. But it was going to cost like $1,500. I, yeah. Because how long will you be? Like five days, six days, five nights. Okay. You know, and it's like taking three kids to different schools and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, then I had this anxiety where... What if a crazy tragedy happened to the island of Jamaica and my whole family plus Kathy and Greg are there and my children are left in the United States? The only closest relative lives in Denver, Colorado. Kyle's sister. Who, you know, I'm sure brand brand new mom can handle whatever. But it's like, you know, I'm just going to be selfish in this moment because... I'm that's too scary to think about and I need somebody close enough to be able to handle sure. my kids. So. Um so I mean they um I mean it's easier for them cuz they're geographically closer than your folks mm-hmm. but they uh, you know pitch in Oh they're with very present. some cons- consistency and yes. so when uh you're whatever it looks like when you're trying to get everything for one thing or a bunch mm-hmm. of things uh, organized who who reaches out do you I do uh, really yeah um, I do the most there are sometimes when I'm just like Kyle I can't handle things I just need you to take it over but for the most part I have with them specifically with Kathy and Greg you mo- yeah I mean there's just sometimes when it's like yeah I don't want them to watch this <laughs> You know, question but sometimes it can just be overwhelming you know they're very persistent on what's the plan what's the plan and oh, sometimes boy. i just don't know the plan and i i just need a break from being asked because everybody needs me that's one thing that has changed in my life in the last year is being needed so much and i just have very limited everywhere you give. turn so i mean there's not a this, place where you right can turn and you're not well i told kyle i'm kind of i feel like i'm going through a recovery period or something where I just need a little grace. I'm just not on my A game. I'm spread so thin. I'm just trying to do whatever I need to do to get by because I just so once in a while I'm just like Kyle, please handle this. Right, I can't. I uh, not, I mean I love them to death. They're they're only trying to help, but it's just yeah. Sometimes I don't know. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just like winging it. So um, and so do you think um, like. Were they? I mean, of course, they're always going to be willing to help. But I mean, in terms of like n- now, that means not going. I mean, are they? Do you think? I don't think they're mad about okay. it. I mean, I think that one. I think they were just like, oh my gosh, that's so kind of you to invite, because they had a limited amount of people they could invite, and they were the only in-laws like of the family that were invited. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. I mean, Kathy and Greg are like, they just went on that like three week trip to Africa with my parents. Right. It is like, honestly, the most, I don't even have words to express how grateful Kyle and I are that our parents are friends. 
Yeah. Like we literally invite both sets of family to Christmas together. Right. Thanksgiving. Or if it's my parents' turn for Christmas, they'll invite Kathy and Greg to come. You know, so it's a really wonderful relationship. And I I think everyone would have been really happy for them to come. And it was kind of a selfish move on my end. But also, Kathy and Greg, they are both retired, so they specifically plan out their vacation times. And they even admitted, we wouldn't just go to Jamaica for the wedding. We would extend it to, like, a big vacation. And the stipulations with, like, the resort and the wedding venue and all the... All the dollars that go into the wedding events, the resort wasn't being very good at like working with their different itinerary and travel plans that they wanted to extend on it because it's all like priced out separate, like different for a wedding package. So they were kind of on the fence anyway. And when we shared that little... I feel weird not having anybody there for our kids. Like, who would we call? I'd, I'd put your name down. Right. Call Blair. Right. Blair will take my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, that's, I mean, gosh, uh, the, the level of gratitude for that to oh be. I, I imagine it sort of shakes down into uh, at Christmas. You know, if you are going to hit Manhattan and then Topeka on your way home or vice versa, mm-hmm. like everybody's probably pretty chill with yeah okay i mean honestly i feel like kathy and my mom text what's the plan this year who's gonna do what and you know kathy's or kyle's family only has to really work around one other person michelle right and what her things are so it's and a they little just easier. had their first or second they two they oh. had they had two under two years i think okay so it's great i mean now that they're both like Winnie's age, it's crazy. I could not imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially uh, for you, you know the first kid. Mm-hmm. It's like this whole thing, like completely foreign and new. And no matter how prepared, you, mm-hmm. you're always a little kind of yeah. winging it. And then things are different. No matter the age spread, right. things are different for a kid too. But then to have them, you know, close. Yeah. It's got to be, I mean, their worlds yeah. have probably been turned upside down. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think they would change anything. I don't know if it was planned or not. I know they're really happy and their family is just like so adorable. I used to think, oh, when I have kids, I'm just going to do it all at once. Just get it out of the way. And my kids are so spread out. <laughs> uh, I mean, you really only have a gap between one it's and like two. 10 well okay yeah but i mean if you go <laughs> one to two and two to three one to two is the five large... years and three years yeah so. it's... i feel like three years is kind of a big spread between two and three usually maybe the biggest spread is between one and two and then you kind of go every other year so there's absolutely zero question that that was it for you guys i used to always want four uh-huh. um financially rough <laughs> we're really feeling the burden of our third right now you know it's just been can like, you pinpoint anything no i think just like everything has hit the bank the last year and we're just like jesus it's Christ. not it's not the extra food or the <laughs> it's diapers not, it's, it's just life yeah it's just all adding up and it's fine you know we did it because we didn't want another five-year gap you know yeah yeah and we've heard like 10 years between your first and your last is kind of like they're just on different 
paths of life and they'll never really cross. And obviously things can be very different, but we wanted Ivy and our last to be somewhat connected. Sure. Not just living two different yeah. lives. So, I mean, th- episode 33 was a buddy's older brother mm-hmm. uh, who uh, I moved, we moved to PV in like 86 and I made friends with him pretty quickly, but like a chunk of time went by. Uh, and one day I was like, wait, you have a brother and it, 10 years older mm-hmm. and it's just the two of them. So like I, we met in sixth grade and he was already gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just yeah. bananas to think yeah. about. I have two friends and they're 15 years different from their older siblings. Wow. And I know, I don't know anything about them, you know? Oh, I oh. mean, I know if they're like, they said, oh, this is my sister. But if I see them in a grocery store, I probably wouldn't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're just, they've moved, they moved on. So it was, it was pretty ridiculous, but it's like, okay, we hired our first employee for Cicada. Um, okay. I'm just going to have a baby now. Cause I have some help. Real quick. Just real quick. Uh, so what is the sp- split between Celeste and Caitlin? Well, me and Celeste is three years. So okay. then it would be um, four and a half for Celeste and Caitlin. And then Celeste and Lacey, I think, is like, what's the math there? Uh, seven? Seven years? Wait. Caitlin's not the youngest? No, Lacey Lacey's, is. Did yeah. I say it right the first time? No, you said, what's the difference oh. between Celeste and Caitlin? No, no, no. Okay. Celeste but it, but it goes it. Celeste, Tara, Caitlin, Caitlin Lacey. Lacey. Yeah. Okay. So the split between yeah. Celeste so and what Lacey. Is what is that? I'm so bad. I, it's like seven years. Seven years. Seven okay. or eight years. Yeah. So, I mean, there's... Oh, it's eight. Eight. I mean, uh, so... So Ivy La- and Winnie are nine. Okay. Wow. Is it? No, no, it's no se- seven. No. It's eight. It's eight. Okay. <laughs> um, it's eight years. So I feel like I'll, Ivy is still interested in Winnie. Yes, They'll yes. have a relationship. Yeah. They'll be together when Winnie's old enough before Ivy's out of the house. Right. So. Well, it's it, for me, it's hard to not leap there and mm-hmm. think about... Uh, Winnie being ten and Ivy being like a freshman in college or where whatever is the work whatever you're supposed to do, but there's a lot of time between now and then, so yeah. a lot of really good bonding I think yeah. can happen. And so did you know? I mean, are all of you individually close with one another? My sisters. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, they're like my best friends. Right for you, but I mean, would all three of your sisters turn around and say the I same? Mean, I'm probably. Closest, I think so. I'm closest with Lacey, who's my youngest right. sister. So me and her are five years apart. And um, I would say that, yes, I mean, we have like a sister text. And <laughs> whenever we get together, it's just constant crying, like laughter. Nice. So it's great. Well, um, I don't know. Not that I expected it to look any different, but I'm always... You know, a year or so ago, there were a lot of really, really cool, cute videos with Ivy and Alma Mm -hmm. uh, being goofy, playing wrestling, Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, The 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 running to over to the wall, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, Yeah. and 
blame in the family, but uh, it it seems like uh, they're both, you know, it just seems like the three of them have some kind of harmony. Yeah. And I really don't think that I've ever seen them like actually bicker. No, you know? I mean, you can definitely tell. I mean, it's like, coming. Yeah. Like, it, it, <laughs> Oh, it's here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe they're just polite when you're around. Could be, could be. <laughs> I mean, but, but I th- when you get into, you know, clothes and stuff, oh, uh, teenage years. Yeah. and Well, you guys brought us a bag of Adeline's clothes. So mm-hmm. we're so thankful because she's so stylish and <laughs> so designer, you know, drops off this bag of uh, hand-me-downs. And Alma is just like, those are mine. Those are mine. They're not even Ivy's. She did not even consider that Adeline gave them to Ivy. And all she has worn this week is Adeline's dresses. Oh, for real? For real. I thought that because uh, it was sort of happening <laughs> over here. No, no, no. I when 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 they were here, mm-hmm. it was off to the side happening, and then there was just a pile at the top of the stairs. And then by the time we were next door, I thought I heard somebody say that like Ivy had laid claim. Mm-hmm. Maybe I misheard, but that's that's funny. Well, I think that it's also just like my kids are a little thicker than oh. your kids do. So Ivy's probably, she tried one on too. And she's just like, I mean, they've got some booties and some thick thighs. And so it's just probably right on the edge for I Ivy. See. Yeah. If any fit her, they're like going to be for a few months. Right, and that's it. right. And Alma is also a very thick woman and I love it so much. <laughs> but she, you know, we were fighting with her on Monday morning. Because she, all she wanted to do is wear one of those dresses, and it's like a six seven or whatever. We're like, Alma, you are a five T, and we just moved her up to five T oh. from four T, because she's just got that booty, and <laughs> those leggings aren't fitting her as good. And I was like, whatever, let me just try it on you, and it freaking fit her. It was maybe just like longer than its intention, but it's not like it was sagging right, on her. Right. So Alma just loved it she's like i could wear adeline's clothes i told you mom i knew it would fit me and i'm like you know such a fashionista well i i i I must have looked at her she had like uh pigtails with red ribbons mm -hmm. in them i think on sunday Mm -hmm. and it was like you could just such attention to detail to get the hair the way that it was and then and i know like a ton of that is coming from you or, or maybe... No. I mean, she tells me exactly what to execute. Alma will not let me dress her. I can't give an opinion. If she asks for my help, she'll listen to me and then just say, thanks, Mom, and then do completely something else. She tells me how she wants her hair every single day. Okay. She does not want me to give her anything. <laughs> She's just like, okay, I'm ready for my hair. Can I have pigtails? I need two bows. I need some blue stripes in my hair. I'm like, you got it. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, if that's not a sign of how... And she's been doing that for, like, since she was three. I, I have to tell her school teachers. I'm like, Alma won't let me dress her, so don't judge me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot, like, put her in trendy clothes. I can't, like, I can't. Do so anything. how do you, how in your mind, how does that project for 16, 17? I mean, one, I love it because she's fully independent. She's right. been dressing herself probably for the last two years. Like, I don't have to get her ready at all. Wow. And in the morning, she wakes up. She does not like lounge clothes. 
she wakes up and gets dressed and gets ready for the day. And without me saying a single thing, she's like, mom, I'm ready for my hair. Cause she can't like brush the back of her right. hair very well. And I'm like, okay, what do you want? Well, she, it's a, it's a weird thing. I mean, cause she all, not that Ivy lacked for any, right. but she, every time I look at her, it's like, I, I feel like a, a person came in and like, Got her ready for a, a shoot. Yeah, like uh, her, like her hair was immaculate on Sunday, and you know it's it's not like she doesn't do a bunch of playing and mm-hmm. moving around, and well, so and like, it, you 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 go, oh, that's uh, got to be a hundred percent mom or whatever. Yeah, but I know it's not. I no. know it's not a hundred percent. But anyway, no, she she tells me what to do. It's nice because their hair is all curly, and so I can manipulate it. So it's sure. really cute, like just sure. wetting it and like twisting it with my finger made those perfect little rings. Oh, wow. Um, but I kid you not, there was a time where I'm like, Alma, you don't need a purse today. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and she goes, Mom, I'm trying to be fashionable. <laughs> where like, does that come from? I don't know. Because it's not like I have like really pushed that. I feel like I finally have gotten back into my groove Working from home for so many years, it was just like sweatpants, hair in a bun. I never am seeing anybody or I'll change for a meeting because we worked from home. Sure. And then it was COVID and it's like, fuck that. I'm wearing sweatpants. I don't care. And now I go to an office every day and now I'm trying to convince a lot of people to spend a lot of money. So I have to present myself, you know, to a point where someone wants to listen to me. So I'm only just getting to this point, but Alma was at this point before i was even at this point i have no idea where it came from it's not like she well, watches a bunch of stuff about now she does but when it started i have no idea it's a lot of i mean you definitely have solid fashion sense and style i never hear obviously the inner monologue or the planning or i never hear conversations about you know leading up to the event that's going to have an outfit or mm-hmm. or whatever I just see the end product mm-hmm. all the time, whether it's a Christmas card or a photo thing or uh, whatever it is. And I, I, it's always like, wow, <laughs> like, you know, so maybe she hasn't needed to hear it or learn it. She just can identify yeah. it because that's a good point. But yeah. you love it. You love oh, the I idea love, of I love it. teenage I, Alma being like, I mean, there's just like, even if it's like, uh, this whole notion, I don't know how much this is a reality for girls, but like, uh, one wear for an outfit and then I can't wear that again. We can't afford that. Well, I mean, she's, she's going to have to deal with getting creative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I like being unafraid to show your true self is how I grew up. Cool. And I was always pushing the limits and wearing crazy things. And I would look at fashion magazines or, you know, I remember one point I found like an old button up shirt and I sewed it to turn it backwards and like make a shirt out of it where it buttoned up the back. I was always really into that kind of stuff. And I mean, it's, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but there was a small portion of my life when it was, Like, I was on the edge of, do I go to college or do I pursue, like, modeling, that kind of thing. What's wrong with... I'm just very tall and, you know. Isn't that a sought-after height? Isn't it? Yeah. Well, there was a point where I needed to make that decision. So, I've always had, like, a real big interest But what's with the, can't believe I'm going to say this. 
like because it was so amateur i don't even it's not even like worth mentioning (laughs) you're being silly (laughs) but i love that she has just found something that she just doesn't care what anybody says no one can persuade her she makes her own outfits there's an intention to it and i catch her looking at herself in our only full-length mirror just like making sure she's okay and she's just totally learned that on her own yeah i love it i love i love how much of a problem she can be (laughs) (laughs) and honestly now i understand why my parents loved Caitlin so much because Caitlin was always a trouble child and I'm like mom I'm literally following the bible I do everything that you ask of me I've never challenged you once in my life like why is Caitlin your favorite child and I'm not saying I have a favorite child I'm just saying like I love how Alma is like I don't give a shit what anybody says I'm doing me and but I think that's very cool if if your mom was put on the spot and forced to answer that question what do you what would she have said I don't know. They've always just given Caitlin so many fucking chances in life. And she could, no matter how wrong she was, you know, they ne- it was just, it was annoying at how perfect me and Lacey were always just like, we will follow your rules and do everything you ask of us. And yet Caitlin just always was their favorite, you know? Wow. So um, I get it now. <laughs> you just well, get someone willing to be who they sure. are. Sure. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a weird thing to like, you know, I, we've talked not recently, but some time ago, I told you at least once, probably more, um, how, I mean, for the, for a chunk of when you guys were first living here, um, Ivy was so shy and you'd like, you know, not a lot of eye contact and very the lowest possible setting for volume yeah. and, and so, sort of this timidness to communicate. And eventually, you know, I think she she grew up a little bit and she got comfortable and familiar. And so, you know, mm-hmm. now now she'll throw if I throw her some sass, she'll throw it back at mm-hmm. me. Uh, and then Alma comes along and it's like I had, you know, a couple of moments holding her and mm-hmm. I, I can make her giggle. Uh, I think she feels comfortable being over here playing with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but your baby, I am like, who are you? Like <laughs> I cannot figure her out to save my life. Yeah. But I think after uh, half a dozen or so uh, attempts, I think I got like a quarter of a smile out of her. She's tough. I mean, honestly, I've brought her into the office multiple times and just the other day, Marcy, who's been working for us, uh, I think, yeah, is like longer than I've, when he's been alive. Right. And Marcy's like, she smiled at me for the first time. And this is last week. Wow. <laughs> she is tough. She has this eyebrow game. I know game, it. I know and it. And she'll just look at you and she'll, mm, and she's been straight faced. I mean, for the first year, she just was kind of like, Go with the flow. Never cried. Never mad. Never happy. I mean, she'd smile at me and Kyle and and the kids, but anytime she was around people, she was just kind of like observing, and mm-hmm. she's slowly gaining an attitude and slowly gaining personality, and now she's just turning into a toddler, and mm-hmm. I think it's just about to hit. Well, I mean, obviously she was tiny, and you know, I got to hold her a time or two when she was brand new. But I feel like there was a window where, like, she was 
just expressionless. Yeah. Every time I would see her. Yeah. And now that she finally has an expression, it's, yeah. you know, like, I'll fuck you up, dude. And I'm like, all right. It's just, true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she obviously, it's not ever been like of a concern. Right. You right, know, because right. we see her happy yeah. at home. But, you know, I'll take the attitude now because when she was just straight faced and I'll do whatever needs to be done in this moment. I'm like, thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. You gave me an easy child. Cause my life has been really wild. I mean, you know, having the employees and everything at work, it's been a lot to like figure out. So, and then to have a baby on top of that. So it was kind of easy. It was an easier situation. The fact that my baby would just eat when I told her to eat, sleep when I told her to sleep, go where we needed to go, never threw a fit. Give me all that attitude now. Yeah, because cause you, you got know, through the... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, she's definitely showing her personality now. And she is uh, becoming a screaming toddler. Oh, really? You know? I, well, I, and maybe I'm only exaggerating it because it was so mild. Right. That now we hear a scream from her. We're like, where the hell did this come from? <laughs> Like you screamed for one minute. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> um. So, did your folks put on music when you guys were little? Mm-hmm. What do you have any memories? I mean, it was mostly like country. Sure. Garth Brooks was huge okay. for us. Um, we listened to just like, I mean, country for the most part. Sure. We didn't have TV and all that, so we just had a couple records growing up, and then. When we moved to Kansas, you know, got the satellite radio, so we could have a little bit more variety. But, um, yeah, I mean, Kenny G and that kind of stuff was big. But for the most part, like, Garth Brooks was my whole life. Really? Mm -hmm. So have you seen him live? I have, yeah. More than once? We No, I only went once. Okay. I can't remember if we did something when he was younger, when I was younger um, and early in his career, but... The only concert I can remember going to was um, when he came to Kansas City and he said it was his last tour. And then he did like seven runs in Kansas City at the Sprint Center. Yes. Yeah. That wasn't. And I went to. Not his, that long ago. I was, was in it? college. So oh, okay. It was like okay. 2007. Okay. That's the last. That wasn't the last time no, he was here, though. He right? just said it right. and sold a bunch right. of fucking things. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I went to his last one because it was like, oh, I'm going to do another one. I'm going to do another one. And every day he would announce that then he's like, seven is my last one. And Celeste was in college with me at the time. She goes, Terry, you want to go? So we bought tickets Wait, last you, minute. You, were you guys both at K State? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yep. She was always a senior when I was a freshman. Sure. So we spent two, she did five years of college. Okay. So we spent two years together and we were still in very different stages of life, but we did get to experience a few things and that was fun for what, a last minute. Uh, what about Lacey and Caitlin? Where did, where did they go or did they go? Caitlin went to case that we all went to case. Oh, wow. I okay. Know. And so I got to spend, um, I actually, so I joined sorority because of Celeste. I didn't know what the hell a sorority was. I went to recruit, or I went to like the first week and they're saying all these different alpha, beta, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what is this? I have no idea. Like, let's just go with the flow. I I had no clue what the house is. Like, 
stigmas were and all these different things. But Celeste was in a sorority and she loved it. So I'm okay. Go. Okay. And I just rushed where she went. Sure. You know. Um, and then I had the opportunity to just move <clears throat> into the sorority house. So I skipped dorms and I went straight to the sorority house. As a freshman? House. Yeah. Okay. And like so, before the semester started, you're, this is yeah. where I live. I yep. live in the house. Like the weekend before school started, I moved in. Okay. And so I lived one year in the sorority house with Celeste. Oh, fun. So that was nice because okay. we, we got to connect a little yeah. bit more. So the Garth Brooks show was. I think it was the. I think it was in two thousand seven. But was it amazing? Oh my god! It, and you know, in the Sprint Center or T-Mobile Center, usually they cut off the back. Yeah. It was all around. Well, you... I mean, my tickets were in the back, looking at his back, and that was the seventh day. So it was crazy. Yeah. But my dad did a lot of driving. I mean, he's in the cattle industry, so it's just driving from. We would go on eight-hour drives, and my mom would be so sick of us at home. She'd be like, John, take two of the kids. And we would just sit in his truck and drive with them all day long. And so we just had Garth Brooks on, and I had a couple of my favorite songs. And So, so. your folks like him, too? Oh, yeah. And have, have they seen him? I'm sure. Right. Yeah. He, uh, he is something. I mean, mm-hmm. every single person I've ever heard... Uh, that has attended a show uh, just can't say enough yeah um well i don't even think you can download his music i've looked up like i've been like i want freaking garth brooks on my apple music i don't think he's on apple music interesting i don't so you know have to what go it is through like, his site to get stuff or? yeah i don't i don't huh. think he's like selling it i could be wrong but i know i've looked i've tried many times well um I don't bring this up to be like negative or condescending or anything, but uh, Tom Segura and Christina P, Mm -hmm. husband and wife, stand-up comics, Mm -hmm. they have a podcast network. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a bunch of shows under there, but theirs is called Your Mom's House. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, they've been doing it, I don't know, eight years or mm-hmm. something something they have a lot of episodes and uh it's really hilarious yeah um a lot of crazy silly youtube clips mm-hmm. that either they find or they get sent to them uh she is um um she curates tiktoks so like at the end of the segment they'll, they'll run through and she she has made a concerted effort to really just uh, guide the algorithm Mm -hmm. to to the weird and the bizarre Mm -hmm. and so it's uh, what i uh, you know somebody that spends some time on there myself uh anytime you know i'm swiping and watching if somebody that looks like super bananas like they've just had a rough go Mm -hmm. of life and like and then they start talking and also whatever they're saying is not making any sense. And then, and then I'll look at the side and see, uh, Oh, there's zero likes, zero comment. And it's, and you know, a lot of times it's a person that thinks that they're like recording this video as like a direct message to you, Yeah. but then they put it out on TikTok and it's visible for the whole world. (laughs) Uh, so she has a lot of weird, but anyway, um, 
they have played a lot of uh, Garth Brooks clips mm. um, and not like footage, mm-hmm. not just like uh, where he'll, he'll record a little thing about, hey, a stadium tour is coming up mm-hmm. or they've got a message to share mm-hmm. or an ask of the fan base and his social stuff is, is the way he speaks, the way he acts and in those moments is always just a little off um, you know, I'll just clarify I was like like 90s Garth Brooks sure I don't I don't follow him I don't know anything about him well right now, so a few examples uh, like there's one they're rolling and they're about to start whatever the message is mm-hmm. and so he's facing the camera and like somebody opens the door and comes into the room mm-hmm. and interrupt and he looks at them like I wouldn't be surprised if that person's no longer alive. I mean, or, or, uh, you know, if he's there, uh, Mrs. Yearwood, like he always mm-hmm. refers to her as Mrs. Yearwood. Yeah. Um, there's so many. So anyway, there's yeah. their thing. Your mom's house is, is, is very uh, successful. Not like on a Garth level, but in the podcasting, mm-hmm. they've got a ton of fans. <clears throat> so for a very long time now, uh, if you go to any of Garth's like social media pages, mm-hmm. the comments are just littered. And I mean littered with your mom's house fans <laughs> yeah. saying things that they have said on the show. The, the most common one is, where are the bodies, Garth? <laughs> like families need closure. So, or, um, you know... Uh, that's the biggest but if you just think of it at some point and you go to like his instagram Mm -hmm. or just choose a post and like start scrolling and it's it's literally like hundreds if not thousands of people just and they're all just being silly yeah yeah (laughs) totally totally yeah um so it's a funny dichotomy to like observe Mm -hmm. that and then literally 100 percent of the people that i've ever talked to about his shows are like i I can't even describe it. Mm-hmm. It was the best thing ever. And mm-hmm. and I mean, I, the last time he was here, I, f- I feel like he did something crazy. I think he just did the Chiefs Stadium. Well, I'm like sorry. So last the last year. time I remember him being, you're right, you're right. But the last time I remember him doing T-Mobile or Sprint Center, it was like seven shows mm-hmm. or something. And I was like, what? And, and people, like there are a couple people that I talked to were like, you know, like getting tickets wasn't easy and i'm like what there's yeah. eighteen thousand times seven like I'm gonna be, yeah. holy shit man that's freaking bananas yeah um but so did you did either of you the four of you um eventually reach a point where you were like seeking out your own music or, or buying cds or or not just listening to whatever was on yeah i mean i feel like i feel like growing up and it's so crazy when I think of when we lived in Illinois, it's such a different time period from my younger sisters. You know, Lacey had such a different experience there than Lacey's life was in Kansas. My, I, I know when, like what I experienced in Illinois and what I experienced in Kansas. And Illinois was just the Garth Brooks time. It was the 90s. We sure. moved in 99. So I lived there for 11 years. So 90s country yeah. and driving to cattle farms and stuff with my dad that was just our thing and then I feel like our shift to Kansas 
okay, we lived in a town. You know, I lived in the country with no one around me. Right. Went to a little Catholic school. And then I moved to a town of 3,000, and I felt like I was in the big city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then it was just like, okay, my dad had a different job. He was very busy. And so there wasn't as much of that you know, connection. I'm so close with my dad. Yeah. But, you know, it just changed. And, and I was, I was always just like pop music. Okay. TV was a big thing. Sure. I love TRL and all oh, that nice. kind of stuff. And Carson Daly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, I, I always, I love dancing and I just sure. love the good, you know. So did groove. you, uh, so. would you just like consume via the radio and MTV or did you buy stuff? Um, or? I bought some. Yeah. You know, I can't, you know, I, I'm pretty sure like Britney Spears came out in 99. Yeah. I, okay, I could be wrong, but I would like to look this up. I'm pretty sure she did tours at um, state fairs in 99. I swear to God, she went to Hutchinson, Kansas when we went to the state fair. Really? And I, she was like an opener for somebody. So I'm pretty sure Britney Spears, it was like, who is this? Oh, my God, she's great. We bought her album, and then she went freaking crazy and had Hit Me Baby One More Time just Oops, go I did crazy. it again. I mean... And, like, right when we really moved to the state. So we, we moved to Kansas, and then that summer went to the state fair in Kansas, which is in Hutchinson. Swear I saw Britney Spears. Then she has number one album, like, two months later. I mean, that's crazy yes. and so obviously like i was hitting middle school in the britney spears christina aguilera mandy moore destiny's child like oh, all those i was i loved it in sync backstreet boys you know i always loved the bad boys the tattoo guys right and stuff you know but so i was very into like the pop music at that time but i feel like 2000 like 99 and 2000 you had like a lot of crazy pop bands and stuff going on yeah so that was my life at that point. Um, if that's true, uh, I mean, it's really hard to imagine what that must have been like for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so do you follow her on Instagram or yeah. TikTok? I mean, I've heard a few people be like, her content is great. Like, what's well, going on with the, her? You know, there's conspiracy theories out there that that's not the real Britney Spears. Oh, for real? No, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. And what what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I love conspiracy theories. Do you though. really? <laughs> yes. Where does that come from? I don't know. I, I guess I just always love to just ask questions. Okay. And okay. I just love to think about alternative, you know, scenarios sure. in every situation. Sure. Whether Kyle makes fun of me a lot, but whether I believe him or not, I think it's fun to like listen out what other people think. So there are sure. conspiracy theories out there that this Britney Spears is not the original oh, wow. Britney Spears. Okay. Just like Paul McCartney. You know. Oh, and I didn't know. Are you kidding me? No. Oh my god. What? What's there's the... like a huge documentary and everything. Really? Yes. That there's so... that he died. No. And they found they did like an audition of who looks and sounds the most like him to replace him in the Beatles because they were so popular they could not end the Beatles, so they found a way back then. Yes. And wow. then he's just been living this life. Oh my god! You need to catch up on that. That's great. That reminds me uh, of. Um, in, in 2000, 2000, like, um, if things were not technologically, obviously, what they are now. And so you could, uh, if you happen to just make recently make your way into the country and mm-hmm. 
you know, work your way into this restaurant again. Like you can get a job and your paperwork doesn't necessarily have to be, I mean, there's not a way for us to, so a guy could start, um, you know, and be an employee for like a couple or three pay periods mm-hmm. before you get something back saying this social security number doesn't match mm-hmm. with what is in the system. And then you'd, have to tell that person Mm -hmm. and they would they could literally leave and be back in an hour and all right they got a new one Mm because there's like literally a dude in a van that's making them um and so a lot of times these folks have to learn and adapt that this this is my name now Mm -hmm. um and so you find out that okay tara you're you're working the pantry and here's how we do chicken tender whatever Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually you get to know what, however it unfolds, you find out what their actual legit real name Mm -hmm. is. And just, I always have been intrigued by the idea of a training yourself to respond to the new name and B trying to train yourself to not respond to the old name. Like how the fuck do you do that? I think in celebrity status, there's lots of lots of behind the scenes training of course of course right everything but i mean there's there's a conspiracy with avril lavigne really yes i haven't heard that name in a minute have to look up all these things so but regarding britney even if it is her like the fact that her parents put her in that conservatorship like early on when she was going through these periods i remember the breakdown period where she shaved her head and she's just yeah after Fuck you guys. Kevin like, Federline. Yeah, she's, I mean, can you imagine at her age having to figure all that life out and mm. having all this money and your family and everybody just after you for everything? And then your parents put you into a position where you can't make any decision. If you really look into it, and I suggest you follow House and Habit on Instagram. She is an amazing investigative journalist. Oh, wow. And she really gets into these things. And she really covered the Britney Spears information very well. But, um, like, her family put her through all those tours in Vegas, basically just like a puppet. Like, do anything I say, work your ass off, make this family a ton of money, and she has no control over what she can do with that money. But she has not not anymore, right? She it just ended, right? But she was making weird videos even before then, and I think some of them were forced upon her. I mean, but now it's like, who cares? Let her fucking do whatever she wants to do. What like, who cares the, if it's weird? What was the motivation? What it, uh, for the conservatorship? What was? I mean, I think she had an outrageous moment in the paparazzi, which paparazzi and TMZ and tabloids were really hot back in like. 2008 2009 that was probably the time when she was shaving her head and being all crazy okay i know recently she said that she had so much fun fucking with the tabloids and all those people (laughs) i bet she would just like do crazy things well there's more conspiracy theories that i don't know if i should go into anything but i've heard other things like you remember when britney shaved her head yeah it's a huge moment, and there's all those pictures where she has her umbrella, like, about her to hit the car. I've heard also conspiracies that the government, like, works with celebrities to create outrage so people overlook some things that are happening. And that was a time when George Bush was in office. Oh, wow. And needed a few things to kind of 
go without being noticed. So Britney Spears had this like, I shave my head, I'm hitting cars, I'm going crazy. So everybody's focused on Britney Spears and then George Bush could just like sweep a few things under sure. the rug. So, you know, I think that makes sense to yeah. me. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of crazy things back then. The internet wasn't as wild. Social no. media wasn't as wild. It was all just look at the tabloids. I had Us Weekly. I had all the different Teen Vogues. I had all the magazines. I mean, that is what I looked to for everything. And, you know, pre-Facebook, pre-Instagram. So you know. so this this crazy stuff is happening. And so are her. Do, do you think that her parents did this because she might go off the deep end and we should really try to... I think that's what the intention was, but I think then it got out of control. That's that's what I what yeah. I really wanted to know was was there good intention behind yeah. it? I think originally, and then they just realized they had that power, and that she was just a money horse that could just she just could print money out of her asshole. Right. You know? I mean, and then anything she did. What made was, it finally end? Did the, the she court freaking like made calls to the White House or like to like public phone numbers and left them voice messages and there's people in congress like raising question about this conservatorship because she was calling in to like 911 or these things being like my family's holding me hostage i have no i have no control of my life really? and so she brought somehow publicly that she's under this conservatorship which then got judges involved and all that kind of stuff and maybe some like big time attorneys that could help her get out of it so eventually it ended because the court rule courts ruled yeah. or okay. I mean I can't even really imagine the how quickly she blew up. Like that's enough right there. I mean, and then if all the other 18, stuff if no. my whole if my whole life started at 18 and all of a sudden I had millions of dollars and everybody asking me for everything and I'm supposed to somehow be mature to know what to do. I would be fucking crazy too. I mean, we <laughs> I were mean, just. If I could dance naked or do all these crazy things on Instagram, who gives a shit? You right, know, like right. power to you, girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a I mean, supporter. <laughs> we were just talking a minute ago about uh, what's the plan, you know, trying trying to keep all the things in, like as a, an adult, a mom, a wife, a business owner, mm -hmm. uh, and all the other hats yeah. at now, at this age. And yeah back yeah. no it's... there was a viral um video slash audio that went a couple months ago of her talking to her teenage boy and someone rec like i think kevin Federline, her ex-husband who's the father her. of that yeah. kid right tried to put it out there like look at her she's fucking crazy or whatever and so many moms resonated with that and we're just like i would say the same thing but basically i don't know her kid's name but she's like Tommy, whatever the name is, mm -hmm. I love you, but you're fucking weird right now. And you're weird and I don't know what to do. And you're like learning how to be a boy in life. And I'm trying to just connect with you. Would you just pay attention? Like, can we just have a relationship here? And it's like, can you? 14-year-old boys are fucking weird and crazy. And you're trying <laughs> to figure out their hormones and their, you know. And We're trying to avoid our moms. What do you so, mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like she was saying so many things that I can imagine a mom being like trying to figure out their son going through puberty. Sure. You know, so that was just kind of like, huh? she's not crazy. She's just trying to learn her son. Yeah. I don't know. I, I sympathize for her. Sure. With, it's like 
post whatever pictures you want. Like you have well, all the money in the world. You're not trying to gain followers. You're not making money off posts. Like be you. Who yeah, cares? and I think also you can always boil it down to walking a mile in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. I mean, judge all you want, but can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Fuck no, I can't imagine. Yeah, right. Um, I don't. I think it was. Like, yeah, it was last winter uh, when I had the electrician over. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about that? I don't know. Refresh. Well, there were some things. There were always some things <laughs> going back to buying this house where it was kind of like, oh, need to look into that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called a couple of electricians and <clears throat> it shouldn't have been as surprising as it was. Now it makes much more sense. But like a lot of times... Uh, people of certain trades or certain companies uh, are very reluctant to just say, uh, Oh, it's, you know, going to cost one seventy five eighty nine next Thursday at ten fifteen. You know, they, they will let you know about mm-hmm. the price once we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is always <clears throat> like, you know, I, I want to, as somebody that's uninformed, like I want to, I want to choose the right mm-hmm. company or the, you know, anyway, so I landed on whoever I landed on and uh, realized that I wasn't going to get much in the way of price info until they were here, mm-hmm. which I'd had an experience with, you know, plumber, a couple other different trades. And it's like, fuck, man, just you, you can't tell me how much to put in a new hot water heater and take my old one away. Mm-hmm. We, we have to you have to sit at my dining room table and open a binder and just like <laughs> fuck, I need hot. I need to take a shower yeah. like hot water, please. And it's winter. Yeah. Um, so this dude comes out and, uh, I was like, I already feel weird because Mm -hmm. of, and he's like, all right, well, here's how we'll uh, address that. Take me to, uh, take me around and show me all the things in the list of priority for Mm -hmm. you. And I was like, okay, that feels decent. Mm -hmm. So by the time we'd done everything, then he, then he sat down with a tablet and drew up like four, I think quotes. Mm-hmm. I was like, here are all your options. And I was like, oh, I now I feel much more comfortable because mm-hmm. I could just have you fix the one or two things yeah. or I could pick s- seven things. Yeah. So I ended up picking not the b- biggest, mm-hmm. but close to. Um, and so he was he, he went and got some things and then he came back. And I mean, he was here for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remembered that it was last Christmas because or last winter because he sent me a a handwritten Christmas card Aww. and was like, uh, I mean, it's, it's still up on the dining room door with nice. all the, and it says like, I'm looking forward to some more electrical things breaking at your house so we can hang Give out me again. his number. <laughs> well, Kyle told me that you guys tried to hire them. Oh, uh, I'm not a part of that anymore. <laughs> oh, well anyway. Uh, so, uh, I, as I tend to do, if I have somebody like that and I, I kind of just hang out with them mm-hmm. and bullshit. Um, so we started down here Mm -hmm. or whatever we, by the time we were down here and he's doing some things, uh, he started, uh, sharing, I mean like three or four, like significant conspiracy theories that he is like informed about and kind of. Yeah. And I'm not, the only one that is coming to mind right now is chemtrails. Oh yeah. And how, uh, it's pretty well documented that, you know, the weather has been manipulated for X mm-hmm. number of years and so on. And, so, and I was just like, 
what yeah. you know and and same with whatever how whatever the other ones were and you know each flat earth well that, that one i know i know of but <laughs> um but each one he's like yeah if you listen to such and such podcast or if you go to this website you, here's where you can find and it's just like mm-hmm. holy shit man that's i mean I liked I liked it much better when I didn't know that conspiracy theories were in the world. Yeah, because I want to just like believe that Yay! my chicken is farm raised <laughs> and organic, and my peaches don't have pesticides or whatever you know. Yeah. But that well, you yeah. you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. No. at the end of the day, I just love conspiracy theories so much. I will sit down and listen to almost any one that comes my way. I mean, and honestly, I love the flat Earth theory because. Someone explained it once where the flat earth theory goes against everything right now. Because right now, there's a lot of times where you'll see like, what does it matter? Because I'm just a dust in the wind. There's a whole universe. There's five other, there's like a million other galaxies and planets and there's other civilizations. So my life doesn't matter. And so what I love the most about the theory is that we're just a part of this dome and we are just this earth and it makes you feel so much bigger like if you think about yourself as just being a part of this ginormous endless infinity galaxy where other civilizations live well you kind of feel like anything i do doesn't fucking matter right if you think of the earth as being the only living planet and you have this dome and everything we have is right here you feel like your life is like a little bit more valuable yeah. And I mean, I could go on and on, but yeah. that's like the most, that's like the biggest reason why I love it because all of a sudden I quit saying anything I do doesn't fucking matter to, oh my God, we are, this is what we have. This right. is what life is. And I liked that. Well, I mean, I think, what is your definition of matter? I mean, to me, you sure, know. Sure, sure. But I think it's so easy to just be like, there's a whole fucking space out there. You know, I, I could do anything and won't change anything. Right. You know, so it just just that one tiny tweak. Obviously, like, I think what I do, what I do matters to a lot of people who are in my life. Right. That aren't, you know, that aren't on another galaxy. Right. But I think it just makes you value human life a little bit more. For sure. That thought. For sure. So that is just one way. I, obviously, I've heard all the different theories on why the Earth is flat, but that was just something that really stuck out to me in like a whole nother way. I'm like, oh my god, just to like think there isn't just infinity, but it is eight billion people, right? You know. Well, I liked it. Uh, it's there. There's fascinating elements to a lot of them, I think, and um, the where I uh, I think I wind up checking out is uh, when something feels like like there's a very heavy manipulative hand mm-hmm. involved. Yeah. Like you know, it's it's all a lie. It's Which all it is in a lot of just general human life. There's manipulation from a lot of different yeah. angles. And I think that's why I like conspiracy theories because it questions what the narrative is that's being pushed by the general public or pushed by the celebrities or pushed by the politicians. Yeah. I love that somebody's just questioning. Because why not? Like, For why sure. not think of multiple things? Well, I, I like, I think, I think that I like it, but maybe with a ceiling on totally. it. Totally. Um, and I, I, I'm 
I mean, I've given you plenty of examples already how like not in the loop I am. But one thing that I've given a little bit of thought, it was pro- probably this time last year uh, when I really, really first started seeing like a significant like, reason for why uh, it shouldn't be called Columbus Day. Mm-hmm. And for here, oh, here's evidence as to what a horrible, horrible person Christopher Christopher Columbus mm-hmm. was and all the th- crazy thing like it, it's a big fucking list mm-hmm. um, and that's I mean I don't know how you get any farther apart than third grade social studies and the Nina the Pinta and the Santa Maria and he found <laughs> and the, the rest is history mm-hmm. and that's all we it's like and so you think oh man like so many people tried to come across the ocean and fucking died yeah and they made it yeah. And we're sort of here because they did or, yeah. or whatever. And, and it's like, huh. And then you, now you have this stuff and it's like, okay, well, how, how much have, of this have we recently learned? Hopefully all of it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully all of the stuff hasn't been known all along. Well, because things can be learned so quickly right. nowadays. Right. I mean, it's like, okay, when Christopher Columbus discovered whatever... Well, there wasn't Facebook for no, grandma I know, I know. whatever to tell. But hopefully, back about. in 1942, when they were writing the textbooks, yeah. it wasn't like we, we know. How, ev- but yeah. here's what we're going to tell them. Yeah, and that's going to then if you do that, then where's it's I think limitless. That's, that's the hardest thing is like history is told by somebody. Like how unbiased is it? You know, that's the crazy thing is who's telling the history. Right. History is always told by a person who is bound to have flaws and bound to have, you know, a manipulation from somewhere. Yeah. So that it's I I constantly wonder what are the history books going to be like of the today time that, you know, my grandkids are going to learn about. Because I guarantee you it's seen from multiple points of views. Yeah. Oh, you know? for sure. So whose point of view is it going to be? Well, in? that's going to that that'll be the it won't be the material it'll be the oh there's a you're missing uh you know a, a trans uh asian uh person <laughs> from your panel that, to put this book together yeah. and it's like well, what but the text says yeah. uh that you should murder your babies and eat them yeah, yeah. we're not worried about the text we just want to make sure it's yeah. like, okay oh All right. my gosh yeah um, this could be a slippery slope. I so. know, I know. Uh, luckily. But anyway, look into the Britney Spears conspiracy theory of why it's not the same Britney as it was originally. Same with Paul McCartney. I will find that documentary that you should watch because it is very compelling. But anyway, I Kyle knows and he gets annoyed because I like ag it on sometimes. I'm always like, oh, well, because the earth is flat, you know, because I just love it. And, <laughs> but I just really love to hear so many different points of view. Right. Not saying that I believe one way or the other, but it just makes me feel like this is what life is about, is hearing so many different perspectives. And it just makes me, I just get interested to see sure. what the other perspective is. Well, I think... Oh. Before I forget, yes, yes. you mentioned chemtrails. Yes. And I don't know, you're a TikTok lover. I am. Kind of. Nah, I, no, I love TikTok. I, I, will plain, I will admit it. I wish that somebody could put a setting on there that I can't control. 
And, oh, well, your time's up. There is. I, you can't on your phone. You can set time limits. And then you can't just go right back yeah. in there and change well, it. Well, you can just say ignore. Well. But at least it will notify. Because Kyle has it on Instagram. I've never said it, but Kyle has an Instagram setting. And it says, you've spent your max limit on Instagram today. Do you want to ignore it? So you have to cognitively say, ignore the time limit. But it, you can set limits on your apps. But, but it comes. I'm gonna spend four hours on TikTok. I know, but, but, and that's the thing. I'll, I don't watch anything. I'm never anymore. gonna. I'm, I'm never gonna not ignore. Like <laughs> yeah. more, more. Okay, but have you seen the glitter conspiracy? This sounds okay, familiar. Okay, so on TikTok, there is a glitter shortage. Well, it's not just on TikTok. Yes. somebody reported it from the New York Times. Had this weird article that for some reason we have a shortage of glitter. And so when Kyle was on his bachelor trip the other weekend, just for fun, I'm like catching him up on what's going on on TikTok this weekend. So I'm like, okay, babe, here. And it was a bunch of House of Dragons and all this kind of stuff. Are you into Game of Thrones? And that I, kind I of never okay. dove in. I love in. it. There, so I sent him all the House of Dragons stuff. And then I was like, here's the conspiracy on glitter shortage. And I sent him a whole breakdown. And there was a couple videos on these women giving like PowerPoints of all the different information they've gathered of why the glitter shortage is happening. Very few people led to this, but I heard one conspiracy that the chemtrails are made with glitter because it like produces aluminum and they're trying to put aluminum into the atmosphere and all this kind of stuff. So, but anyway, the glitter shortage is really crazy because the, like the person at the glitter factory said, oh, my client would never want to know that it's glitter. Like they don't want to know why this product uses glitter. And that's why there's a huge shortage. I, so I, anyway, I'm someone not, connected it with chemtrails. But why would some? Why would somebody <clears throat> not w- not want to know that this whatever is made with glitter? That's why it became a huge conspiracy. Exactly. Like, why wouldn't you want your consumers to know that your product is made of glitter? So what's the answer? Well, because the government doesn't want people to know that they're actually putting chemtrails out there. And glitter can't be connected to chemtrails because they don't want chemtrails to be considered a real thing. Damn. But glitter is like a composition of like aluminum that can evaporate and all this kind of stuff. And so if you think about chemtrails as not being the, you know, the exhaust of an airplane, because not every fucking airplane makes a chemtrail. (laughs) Right. You know, so it's like, why are there a hundred fucking lines in the air today? Like how many airplanes are there? Well, if their government is actually putting things out there and aluminum can do certain things to the population, you know, and glitter can become evaporated aluminum, maybe I'm looking like a crazy person right now. I mean, (laughs) where I. But I, it was just like, oh, there's a glitter shortage and someone connected it to chemtrails. Crazy. For sure. I mean, and where, where I check out is i'm just glad that my kids are specifically my daughter is is past the age of being because whenever there would be a craft or something that involved glitter it was just a fucking nightmare because it it gets everywhere i don't buy it i can't (laughs) you can't because there isn't any for you to buy there's none there's a shortage Oh my goodness! Sorry, um, I love. Okay, again, I love conspiracy theories. It's, it's all good. So much fun. Um, yeah, that was a that was a wild day with walking around with that dude. Honestly, that makes me really happy. One, he did a great job. 
of like listing out your options. Yes. I will say to every contractor, it's really hard to say how much it's going to cost, especially when you're working on old product. You never know if anything's going to go right. And if you want to cover all of your costs to like not make the client ever have to pay for anything extra that you find, your price is way higher than somebody else is yeah. going to tell you. Yeah. And well, it was it was it was fascinating because uh, when he showed, like, I opened the door and I mean, I mean, I was steamrolled by cologne. And I was like, oh <laughs> shit, okay. Well, at least he's aware. <laughs> so and immediately he says, uh, "Apologize, I, I'm come the person's house that I was just at. They had like uh, thirteen cats. I don't know oh. how. However, he's like, so if I'm covered in." Uh, pet hair and I smell like cats and I it I literally had to like pivot for a second and be like I'm just trying to cut through the cologne cloud like mm-hmm. wow so I'm spending all this time and he he did it in the order but the way that it shook down was by the time we were doing the outside stuff it was like later in the day and it was chilly mm-hmm. and I was like struggling to be out there with him um, but uh, eventually uh, we got, in fact, we're on the, on your side of my house and he's replacing this dawn to dusk <laughs> thing. And the one that always hits Kyle in the hot tub. No, no, oh. no. This would, it, this, it puts oh, light okay. on the airstream oh, okay. and the okay, fence. Okay, okay. That the one closer in to the fireplace. Right? Yes. Right that one, fireplace. that one, okay. the, the other one I've told him I can, I can turn it off. <laughs> he's um, he's fine, but, uh, he, um, by this point, so he's been here for like a couple hours and we're talking about like his past and how he's been married a few times and so on. So he's recovering, he's been sober for blah, blah, blah. And he's up on the ladder and I'm just leaning up, up against the house and he goes, so yeah, really the, uh, the only thing that, uh, that I really get into these days and you're not going to believe this. Uh, but it's cologne. And I was like, Oh, I, I believe you. I, and he, he was, and I, I, my reaction must've been something cause he was like, Oh, could you tell? I was like, Oh I'm, yeah. Well, I just, I caught a little. Um, and so it, where all of that went was, um, he was on his third marriage and the previous two, uh, were, were horrible. Mm-hmm. And there's all these years of drug use, and uh, he red flag three or four. I'm like, have you ever like seen a therapist? And he was like, no. Like, what? What for? And I was like, have you been listening to our conversation <laughs> that you've been doing all the talking in? If only I was professional. So uh, eventually, we we kind of get into like where the uh, the drug stuff started. Mm-hmm. And uh, it started from his mom, who was the one that introduced him to meth or whatever it was. And they first, this the first time he used was with her. And then all of this shit started derailing to where like uh, she was like beating him and stealing from him. And I mean, like 10 more things to the therapy list Mm -hmm. um and eventually he he, i think he had like one thing left or or maybe he was done and all all we had to do is the transaction but uh our conversation ceased for a moment and then when we reconvened he's like man 
Um, I've been really kind of given what you said a lot of thought. Like, um, if I were to go talk to a therapist, like, what would I, uh, what do you think I would talk to them about? And I was like, I don't know. We could start with your mom turning you on to hardcore drugs and then, and then just see what happens. Like, just push that snowflake down a hill. It's going to turn, but, uh, but I mean, what a compliment Blair for somebody to feel so, I mean, I don't know what he talks about to all his other clients, but to feel so comfortable to talk to you. I don't think he, I don't, I think people are usually like, go fix the thing and don't bother me until it's time. But at one point he also told me uh, that he has learned uh, that a a lot of folks uh, that are like really engaged in conspiracy theories are also recovering addicts. (laughs) And I was like, not interested. not <laughs> not not interested in but i mean like full like mm-hmm. i think he's giving hours a day mm-hmm. every day to mm-hmm. and keeping up with the podcast and reading all mm-hmm. the articles which i think is maybe a little bit more engaged than yeah me. i mean i don't do that <laughs> i hear like a little cap and then i just like right it. <laughs> yeah um, some i have gone into i haven't done like research per se but i have put a little bit of time into just hearing things but i'm i don't spend a lot of time right digging well uh i i couldn't have been more pleased with the whole like punch in the info on the tablet and then it thing it generates and you get to review it as opposed just the fact that he started out giving you options saying hey it could be this or it could be this and pick and choose i mean that takes a lot of time for people so i mean I don't know why it didn't work out, but I'm going to tell Kyle to call him again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and again, this is, this is just a dude that works for, I I forget the name of the company. For a big company. Yes. Uh, You would, if I could remember the name, you would know, you would recognize it. Yeah. Um, But I, I mean, there's carpet people, plumber, Mm -hmm. like anytime I, I just hang with them and like, if I have to duck out to handle work stuff or kid stuff, I do, of course. Mm But I always find it just super fascinating. And yeah. you know, the thing, the, the sticker shock for me for the, uh, was like, okay, I, I really can't afford the option that I'm going to choose, but I really want all those things fixed. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm, I'll figure it out. I'm going to yeah. choose it. And then it's like, I wonder why this is so expensive. Oh, I know. I've never called an electrician before. <laughs> so I have no idea yeah. what shit should cost. Yeah. But. I mean, that's a tactic we're trying to start utilizing because we sticker shock every single client for us. But I thought you ha- you guys are uh, like super duper transparent. We are. Okay. But So then it really shouldn't says, be a shock shock. But it's, it's not before. It's always before they've spent it. So it's like somebody goes, oh, I want to do this job for $100,000 or whatever. We're like, what you just described to me is $400,000. So... How do we get there? And so now my tactic is I need you to remove your ideal scope instead of me trying to fit, move and do all this extra work to make it fit. Because anytime we try to get crafty and make it work, we just work for free. We just do everything for free to try to make it work. And then it's like, I can't survive. I can't live my life. For my own house, I will fucking be as crafty as I can be. <laughs> but if I'm trying to actually make a living off of this, I can't. 
I can't spend all these unpaid hours to make it work. So sometimes it just is what it is. Un- yeah. <laughs> well, we still have a lot of unpaid hours. Just we're it's like we're in phases of our career. When we started with just me and Kyle, we did practically every job for free because we needed to build a portfolio. Like we lived on the absolute fucking minimum. And we made honestly I'm sure you're not following a bunch of designers on Instagram or anything. So, but I will just say, one. <laughs> me? Yeah. Okay. Well, us? Okay. Yeah. I will say there, it still surprises me, but there are, there's jobs that me and Kyle did together that have been like compared by bloggers to major designers before. Like this kitchen or that kitchen. And they put our kitchen. How? How did they find it? Instagram hashtags that kind of thing and I'm like Jesus fucking Christ you're really compared like to me it's so not even on that level but it is but they thought so right and so I'm like and they have uh, an audience right right? who could probably if they were crazy or not their audience would be like "Uh." right right it wasn't obvious but in my mind it was like why would you ever compare to that that's like my idol you know so we've had those moments where it's just me and him just like doing as much as we can for free to get us to this level. Now we're at this level where we've done things, but we've realized, oh my God, we have to charge more because now having a team costs a lot of money. Well, yeah, you didn't have an office, you didn't (laughs) have employees. So now we're like in this new phase where we're like still not really making money but we're covering our costs but we still care a lot about the projects that we're gonna get them to the level that we want so then hopefully we can start attracting the budget that's gonna actually make us generate money. the margin that you deserve yeah. after your years of I mean, charity someday, work i don't want to just have to buy hand-me-down clothes <laughs> <laughs> what i we you i heard what you said but what i think you meant was someday i want to have a person that i can send to costco at 1 30 on a sunday yes anyway. actually no that will never happen. oh you like s- even if i even if i wanted to pay twice as much to have like another person deliver what I order online. There's something about physically shopping for things, even when it comes like food for sure. I have to just like feel it and see it. I can't just buy it online. I don't know what I'm going to fucking cook. I can't just like order things online. I have to go see what's going on. I have to smell the produce. I can't let someone from Uber Eats or Instacart pick peaches They probably didn't wash their hands after they wiped, you know. No. I'm going to smell my fruit yeah. and decide what yeah. I'm going to pick. Well, especially so. if you want to have nice a nice piece of citrus in your... <laughs> yeah. This thing is a stone. You yeah. thought that I wanted... Who would fucking pick this live? <laughs> it's hard. It's rock hard. Yeah. Um, but it's safe for like interior, like decor and stuff. Sure. You can find anything on the internet. But there is something about spending multiple days like curating and like feeling something and finding vintage pieces and... Just like using your hands and your brain and the internet is so fucking annoying because it makes things so easy and convenient that people have lost the art of like actually compiling cool shit. And so that I just, I love, is if my whole job could be shopping all day long, 
that would be exciting. I mean, I would be so happy. I know at least one of your children would love <laughs> yeah. to be a part on the well, payroll. Same with clothes. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't buy things online. Right. It's like cool. That's on sale. Of course, I'm going to pick that over this. But let me go see it in person and try it on right. and like feel the fabric. Because I've bought expensive shit that feels like cheap quality. And I was like, well, I would have never paid that much in person. But God, how annoying is it to have to package it up and return it? So I'll just keep it. Right. So that's the heart. That's why it's like I hate shopping online because yeah. I will never return. Anyway. I the, there. I think the 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 list of things. I mean, there's obviously a, a, an element of sarcasm in the internet. So fucking annoying. Yeah. Well, obviously, like we could not function without right, the internet. Right. Right. <laughs> but there's a very. I think there's a very long list of things that are now harder. Yeah. Um, because like there are everybody's brain works differently. I mean, I I I can learn if we if somebody gave us you know seven exercises from seven different subjects we're going to score differently across the board i would think mm-hmm. because like you know i can i'm i'm good in this in kind of like one and a half subjects and then the rest i'm like c minus at best and so for the things that are that don't come easy to me i need pretty specific guidance and instruction mm-hmm. like uh, uh an actual printed manual mm-hmm. that's uh, not English is their fourth language. So you're always kind of, it's like somebody that doesn't read their texts. They're mm-hmm. just firing them off and you have yeah. to like yeah. figure out what they meant, you know? Well, no, I'm, there are folks out there that are terrible. All my employees would be like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you were trying to say, Tara, but I'm just like, oh, <laughs> well, figure it out. I mean, uh, so like, getting somebody hired to create the space and then like figuring out with, you know, a little bit of assistance from Kyle, like how to make this table. And then like, obviously I can go on the internet and buy all of this shit, Mm -hmm. but once it's here, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with it. And so I'm doing this weird, hard to describe thing where I'm like, on a browser and on a browser mm-hmm. and following links and follow and opening up videos. And it, it doesn't take long to where I'm like, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I don't know. All of this is so much. And I, it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Like I went boop, boop, boop and all this shit got yeah. dumped on my porch. But now that it's here, I need like an efficient way to learn it. Yeah. That sort of kind of caters to the, where I'm dumb and where I'm not. And it can, you know, if I had hair. Yeah. Well, so even in preparing for this interview, not that I prepared, but I really tried to like think about my relationship with music and all these other things. I have, I mean, I have survived. I have had to focus on very different elements in my life based on the stage I'm in. So like when we started our business, I had to be focused on the details and getting our business like operating and moving and create these systems. Not that they're great systems, but I had to do something to move forward. You keep trying to not give yourself credit. (laughs) But ultimately I am a big picture dreamer. I'm also very like, I, I know I'm talented when it comes to, design and aesthetic and you know 
I could buy nothing. And if you gave me a bunch of stuff from around your house, I could make it look really good. Yeah. And that is that is natural talent. Uh, I'm not trying to do my own dude, horn. Stop. But yeah, yeah. it's just like what you said. Like, oh, I could buy all this, but I don't know what to do with it. My problem is give me all the things. I know what to do with it. But like putting the detail, like putting the work into the detail, my brain is just so it's going so wild that i have to like know what i'm focusing on at that moment and sorry to try to wrap up no this thought, you're fine. But, like when it comes to music i am naturally talented at music i've grown up playing multiple instruments but i don't know how to read music i hear it i sure. feel it. i know like i was even looking up terms today on music and how to read sheet music because I'm like, how do I explain this one part of a song that changed my life forever? And I can't even explain it, but I can feel it. Sure. And so my life and my design and my, like everything that has to do with it is all about a feeling. And it's just something that comes out if I'm given the tools, like if I'm given the instrument, if somebody sings something to me, if somebody like plays me something, I can come at it with feeling. And so I guess I'm just like, I'm not good at refining the details. I don't know the brands. I don't know the designers. Like, of course, like if I ever want to elevate myself, I need to put the effort into like learning the history of things. But I can tell you what looks good. I can yeah. tell you if this is going to go with that. I can tell you if I see quality in this or this, I can put something together that no one else will ever think of. But do I know like the history and the details and like the things about it no well here's here's but. the weird thing for me is um <clears throat> and I, I i know it's a slam dunk for any and all of us to just constantly uh, technology and it's not the way it was when i blah 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 mm -hmm. but if i were you and i found okay it's very clear that these are my gifts this is my natural talent uh, I've gotten all the reinforcement and validation from, uh, industry, uh, experts, mm -hmm. you know, that are, uh, that I consider above me that are equal to me that are just company brand new. Um, but now I, now I really want to learn the details and the yeah. history. It's being okay with, with sitting with a specific like that and learning it and mm -hmm. studying it and knowing that, uh, it's going to, you don't know how much time it's going to take mm -hmm. for you to read this stuff and, and like, and then also retain it, mm -hmm. comprehend it and be able to communicate with somebody about it. And, you know, who knows, it might be three hours, it might be three weeks until you move into the next sub heading of that topic. And to just be okay yeah. with the fact that it's going to take, X amount of time mm -hmm. to learn this thing and then it's going to take X amount of, and so and when when you finally learned all the things and now you know you're informed you're educated uh, uh, it, it took X amount of time to get to that but it's fine it mm -hmm. didn't matter it didn't end up put all this stress on oh I gotta like learn it all now and I honestly don't fucking care if I learned it <laughs> well I, was I mean to me learning those details is a luxury like if I have the time to sit down and be like I'm gonna know exactly the history of this and this that's because I didn't have to fucking grind every second of my life to make enough money to live that day you know I'm right. still in the grind phase right and and if I'm honest, like, 
I'm so thankful that I have, like, we've built such a great team to fill in those blanks right now. Not saying that our team is, like, so versed to know every tiny little thing, but we have at least built our team to fill our weaknesses at this point. And they teach you stuff? No, no, no. Not that, but let's say, um, you know, I mean, I'm like the dreamer of our designs and I'll just say all these crazy things and I'll look at my interior designer and I'm like, Trisha, you know what I'm thinking Take right now. Take what's in here and put it. I'll tell you what, it's insane how much she has like learned me because I will say the tiniest little detail and give very little specifics. And she's like, I just want it to be kind of like, like I give very vague things. And I'm like, but you know what I mean? Like, perfect. And then in two hours, she spit something out to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, exactly what was in my mind. Like, we are so in sync. It's Damn. insane. So they have filled in the blanks of my, like, spotty detailness. And when it was just me and Kyle, I had to be very detailed. But now we're doing, like... 10 times the amount of work that we are doing, we were doing. And so I have to delegate and I have to rely on these people. And so I'm trying to train them to just hear my big, meaningful words and fill in the blanks. And, you know, I'll obviously edit multiple times until we get to a point. But it's nice that at this point they can fill in the blanks as we continue to grow and I'm not needed, like as they learn and they can take on a little more autonomy on their own, then I feel like it's a luxury to like learn more of the history and all that kind of shit that I would love to be able to spit out a bunch of reasoning. Why, why did you do this? Oh, because this person inspired me from like a hundred years ago and I picked this perfect vintage thing. And right now I'm just like, I don't fucking know, but it looks really cute and I love it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I might be, I might not get it exactly right, but I think there was a, a, a moment in Kyle's episode where, uh, we talked about the fact that he kind of now has a person that like does a lot of key things for him mm-hmm. and what's missing is to find the person for you that can take on a lot of things. And it's, I think there was a joke <laughs> made, uh, like, uh, that person doesn't exist or, or we'll never be able to. You know, because yeah. there's so many things that she really wants to be. D- does that sound familiar? I mean, I'm just very, my whole life has been a, I don't have a path. Like I've, I never fit in a click growing up because I was, I was a jock. I was a band geek. I was a, in choir. I was an art person. I was all these different things. So it's very hard to pinpoint. I think maybe I've decided and Kyle's just agreeing like he needs to be the operating go-to stability of our business because I need to be a more free thinker Mm. and I've I was saying this earlier I'm just trying to like recognize what my strengths are and I've had to be things to get us to where we are but ultimately I'm never going to thrive if I have to focus on operations and what the standard day-to-day protocol right. is, like, fucking shoot me. I hate this. <laughs> We're sitting in a meeting and everybody's looking at me and I'm like, I fucking don't want to be here right now, <laughs> you know? Obviously, I care and yeah. I will voice my opinion. Sure. And I'll check people on their thoughts and everything. But in order for me to thrive as a human creative thinker, 
I just need way more flexibility and I need to have the ability to be a little bit more lone wolf. Like, do you leave me alone find yourself taking notes ever? So, less, but yes, of course I take notes. Like pen and paper or on oh, your yeah. phone? I hate my phone for notes. It's always writing. I have to it, literally... It logs it, it in does, there better. Because like someone could speak all they want to me, but if I don't write it, I don't remember right. it. And same, like even about your your comment earlier of, okay, you just have to, you know, learn this real quick and cognitively register this. Well, I have absolute terrible dyslexia. And really? yes, and I like someone teaching me the most basic thing just sitting here in a class, I won't fucking learn anything. I oh, have wow. terrible grades. I'm a terrible test taker. Really? Yes, I would probably look like a very low IQ human being, but I'm street smart. Sure. You know. Kyle is very very smart and educated in his field but we would not have fucking cicada company if we were relying on his ability to get a business going <laughs> <laughs> so, you know so it's like i i know i have the street smart and i have the ability to grind and step in when needed but are we gonna thrive no you know i'm right. not an operations person right i'm um, a dreamer and i need to be able to fly <laughs> uh we should break real quick yeah. i need to pee I and you need a beverage um and and then maybe talk about maybe music we'll at get some it, point. Yeah. <laughs> uh so we are gonna pivot to yeah. talk a little bit about music and okay. before we before we go before we dive in uh, i do want to ask you to tell the story of making the videos in college if, if you don't mind <laughs> sure. uh how, sure. how it how it originated uh just tell me uh, all okay. the things well one i'm a huge ham i love i loved making videos growing up and unfortunately my parents moved so we lost a lot of the tapes because they were all on like little cassette or vhs mm-hmm. and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and we can't find the box so oh, like, damn. i haven't seen them since my parents moved, but I loved making videos and music videos and everything growing up. Um, and I always say if TikTok or Instagram or social media was like a bigger thing when I was in college, I would be fucking rich as shit right now. <laughs> and now I just don't like, have time to do anything. Hold on, Brittany's calling me again. Uh, yeah, Brittany, hi. <laughs> but, um, so in college, you know, I was in sorority, like I said yep. earlier, and <clears throat> during recruitment. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Thanks for being here. Yeah. I have a Caitlin pour. We always say that because Caitlin just fills it to the top. I just didn't want to take another break. You know? I mean, <laughs> one of my favorite things about the episode with Kyle was he went home for the first refill. <laughs> And then, and then, well, obviously, I mean, fucking your third child, like, was taking her first steps. Yeah, I know. I was like, sorry, babe, but guess what happened? (laughs) And we didn't necessarily know that it was going to take three hours, but uh, after our second break and his refill was now empty, I was like, are you, are you going to go back? He's like, I can't go back. (laughs) I was was thinking the same thing. I'm glad you said it. Anyway, you would be super fucking rich right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I totally would. And um, it's funny because it kind of like Vine. Do you remember Vine coming out? But it just never really took off like it's, TikTok It looked did. like it. It no, did. And then it kind of. A lot of the Vine, like big Vine stars transferred to TikTok sure. very quickly. Um, 
Okay, so anyway, as in sorority and um, recruitment is a huge thing in sorority. And I was always, everybody has like a role and there's multiple layers. Like it's insane what happens in recruitment. Like you have people researching the people coming into the home and stuff ahead of time. And they like put you together with certain people based on their resumes and stuff. Like who's talking to who? It's not just organically happening. Right. Which had to be a <laughs> way different thing pre-internet totally i mean there was a lot of work that went into it when there was no facebook there was nothing to like look at a facebook just started you know it's like right. two years old so you only could see so much information um i was always a face-to-face -face interviewer i'm a people person and i would always do that but you had to make grades and the semester before recruitment of this year i traveled through europe through a whole semester and I just took my laptop and I failed like every fucking class because I'm like, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to the disco and I'm not, I'm not studying. I'm for in this Madrid class. motherfucker. I got like a 2.0 and yeah. I'm like, I would do it over again because I just had the best semester of my life right? doing like crazy things. And so I didn't have grades to be like an on the floor person. So I was in the back room just like researching people and doing this and i'm not i'm not good at sitting at a desk all day sure and i was stuck in the basement i was like, gonna say i feel like there was a basement involved yeah i'm just like yeah i'm stuck here so i would just like turn music on and i would just start dancing <laughs> and just doing all these things and then someone just like got a, like not a phone but they got a real camera out or like you know something to record me and so then i would just like naturally like turn and start oh dancing God. and singing to the song and so we had one and it was like back when apple was really cool and like iMovie yeah was a thing i think it, it still it is it still yeah. is but that was like the if you wanted to edit you used an apple and you had to do that so my friend was teaching me about this it's like oh my god how cool is this and we just did a silly took 30 minutes and i pretended to be in a music video and we edit it really fun and during recruitment like before the girls would actually come through recruitment it was like a whole week of prep so i we did this music video and we had a late night meeting and it's like 10 p.m and i was a senior and i'm like hey guys look what i made tonight <laughs> and i put this video up and everyone was just dying laughing and it was so fun so then my job went from being and, and what was what was the content? It was to the Black Eyed Peas. Which song? <laughs> I'm a bee. <laughs> okay, okay. And it was very amateur. It was just like, I had my Snuggie. I had a Snuggie oh, on. Oh, wow, and, wow. And I was just like by my computer, and I just stood up and danced. And we did a couple little scenes like throughout the sorority. And it was just funny. Nice. And then everyone was like, okay, we need entertainment every night. So Tara and Megan... You guys are the entertainment committee now. And so I didn't have to do any of the other shit. And literally all they let me do every day was go make a music video. You didn't have to do any more of the background? because no, I was being useless anyway. <laughs> I found so, my special purpose. Yeah, so they're like, okay, go make a music video and entertain us tonight. I'm like, done, I will take that. <laughs> so then we made like, then we like thought about it. And I was thinking in full MTV music video, like, thought process of 
you got to have a story plot. You have like, where are we going to have this scene? What, what we were having... some of the biggest two, two or three or whatever videos that you remember growing, I mean, growing up? Oh, like music videos? Yeah. Oh my god. Or even high school call. I mean, that's things. That's a good question. I literally loved music videos. Like that's how I listened to music really sure. growing up. Um. I think of like again early two thousand. J Lo had really she was a dancer that kind of became a musician. Yeah, and so she was very Latino, like curvy dancing. I loved her early music videos. Britney Spears, obviously. <clears throat> I mean, one of my best friends in middle school was a big Britney Spears fan with me, and "I'm a Slave for You" came out, and for her birthday, I made like a parody music video really to i'm a slave for you okay. and i dressed up like her and i was like hannah i'm a slave for you and i like pretended to be britney and it was so funny um so this is like not abnormal for me sure you know yeah um so but all it was missing was the equipment and the assignment you yeah, had you're exactly, like oh exactly we start today it's like cool i've been okay. waiting and of course they're all black eyed peas like that was like a big i was a big fan of them um, in that era. I mean, they put out like two or three records in a row that were nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. late in the spectrum of their. Yes. Right. It was kind of right at the ending. Yeah. Like they had like two albums and then I don't think they did anything after. Right. Right. Um, but then I was also a fan of like Fergie when she did her one solo album, Fergalicious. I fucking loved it. And so one of my music videos was to Fergalicious. Nice. And that was the first one where we were allowed to go film that day. So we spent all day like coming up with plots and what we're going to do. Intentional like, choreography. Scenes. Yeah. And not just you being yeah. like, hey guys. And I was like, guys, I have to have a shower scene. <laughs> So like one of them, I'm like, baby, baby, baby. And I like have like a tube top swimsuit on, but they filmed me from just here up and I have the shower going and I'm like, but I can't stop laughing. So it was really funny. funny. Like I wasn't trying to be sexy. I was just like, look at me in the shower. But then it was also like, I need a pudding situation. And so we have this time and it goes like in little clips throughout the song. And that's something I really learned like, really educating myself on how the music videos are put together and it's like clipped sequences and you can't have anything too long or people lose connection and blah 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 so I wanted to like integrate a pudding scene through every like verse you know pudding so I just had like a I had like a little cup of pudding (laughs) and I'd be like ooh baby and then one thing was just like dipping my finger into it but then it that was it and then the next verse is like ooh But then by the third one, it was just like, oh, Oh my God. (laughs) It was just like being funny. You know, it was like I was never cool enough to be sexy. I always had to be weird about it. You know. Well, I think it sounds like you got in your own way because it sounds like you had the stage set to be sexy in the shower. But then then you're goofy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So that was one. This is all like there's this is. Have you ever watched them? I've watched a couple. Okay. But this is if you're if you uh, happen to this content like randomly <laughs> landed in your lap. Uh, there's no hashtags to explain. So you're just like, what is this? Yeah, What's the story the with this girl? This yeah. <laughs> but okay. So then the next one was another Black Eyed Peas song. I forget which song it was, 
but it was way more choreographed and we went to like different locations around town and we had my car involved and we did a really cool scene where I was rapping on a little um, roundabout okay. and then someone in the car had a camera and was filming me as they drove around the roundabout. Wow. And I'm like, woo! And so <laughs> I stayed still, but the car moved. Right, and it was like, right. It was as they went around, obviously I heard it differently. So I kind of slowed down from the music. Okay. No one would notice that but me. Right. But obviously we didn't that have That sounds like, like it was so much fun. Stuff. So much fun. I could not be like more ecstatic. Was there, I, I keep... I don't know what, what what it is, but I keep having this image of like there's a tree and you like pop out and you've got like a hoodie on and maybe shades <laughs> yes, and you're being that was the th that was this one I'm talking okay, about okay okay and it was like okay let's go and we had like choreographed like dancing down the stairs and yes. my, my I had a Volkswagen Bug and my license plate was Lone Wolf and so like that was a part of the music video. Okay, cool. And the end of the music video was me driving off with tire marks in my V-dub, putting a peace sign out the sunroof. Oh, man. Catching the lone wolf license plate, I mean, driving off into the distance. I feel like if Tarantino <laughs> here, could hear this, he'd be like, the girl's got a gift. I mean, I, it, it, again, like if social media was a thing, it probably would have gone somewhere. Yeah. I'd be in a much different life than yeah. I am now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's Kyle? Who's this yeah, Kyle guy? No, you keep... He'd still be there I'm with kidding. Me. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, so that was really fun. And then what led um, to this next part was just the momentum of it was my senior year. And I was finally um, coming out really as a like my personality sure. a little bit yeah. more. Um, being more myself, I was single and it was just a fun part of life. Well, you went from kind of small town to small town sort of right so that would track that you're like yeah well, senior and i had like a really i had a serious relationship for the first few years of college and then it was kind of like finding myself and then my senior year was i started out being like fully confident oh my gosh i'm on my own i'm single this is great and i met kyle that fall okay and he was like the first person who could like meet my energy level. Oh, really? <laughs> and so we, it wasn't like a, oh, I'm in a relationship. It was like, let's fucking rage together. Right. <laughs> but so my last music video, well, not my last, but my last for my sorority was they, my class actually nominated me to be the senior speaker at our sorority event. But I was going to be out of town. I was visiting my older sister living in California. Okay. And I was like, wait, I'll make a music video instead since I can't be there to speak. So I literally wrote a rap. Okay. Like I was a waitress at the time. So I would be working and like writing my rhymes. I love it. For like weeks. That's, I mean. And I decided obviously uh, vanilla. I picture Eminem <laughs> on the bus yeah. in Eight Mile writing, you know, in his journal. Yeah. Um, Ice Ice Baby was the song. So I like downloaded, I paid for and downloaded the, you know, like musical track. Sure. To Ice Ice Baby, to Vanilla Ice. And wrote a rap for the entire song. And it was all about my sorority and my experience with them. And if you really break down the lyrics, like, it's pretty fucking good for, you know, someone making it up in a week. Yeah. Then I took my Apple computer and I used 
uh, garage band and downloaded it and I recorded it wow. on my laptop and then I was like this needs to be more dimensional so like on the chorus I would like have multiple tracks and be like <laughs> doing like oh I, I baby you know whatever it needed to be and I was like god I'm so pimp I'm like look at me doing all this cool stuff <laughs> Can't believe I, I have to live here cool with all production. you bougie fucking bitches. <laughs> you guys don't know. So I wrote this rap, I recorded it, and then I made a music video to it. And honestly, the setting was so last minute. It was like, okay, someone's here to record it. It was my friend who did all the other ones. I'm like, oh, I need a background. So I just put a sheet up over a door, like French doors to a patio. And really, if you look at it and look, know the song it's such a crazy thing it's a blue blanket with daylight coming through and like a palm tree in the background i'm like what a good fucking background <laughs> for just being like let's throw a sheet up right right <laughs> so anyway that was a great one and they played it live at the senior event that i couldn't okay to. oh right right so that was fun i was thinking i, I had graduation in my head for some reason well but... it wasn't graduation but it was a specific senior like goodbye thing and those so all of the ones that you made you still have I access do. Well, to yeah they're all uploaded on youtube Ni oh yeah you nice and what, what's the what's i the... don't know tara farley <laughs> okay okay all right and then my sisters were like, oh, my God, my sister makes music videos. So then I got out of, like, holiday chores because my family wanted to make a music video. So we'd make a music video at night. And then while everyone had to rake leaves, I would get to be home on Christmas break, like, editing. And wow. it would take – I mean, editing on iTunes is very different than, like, the new apps. That is sure. so simple. Yeah. Um, so it would take me, like, fucking eight hours to edit yeah. these videos. Yeah. And it was so fun. My dad wanted to be in them, and my mom would be in them. We're literally college students at home from, from school making music videos instead of going out drinking with our friends. We're at home making music videos. My parents are just crying, laughing all night. I love like, it. It was wonderful. So that was fun. I mean, I made them even when I was married, even after I had Ivy. We, I think the last one I made was like maybe seven years ago. Wow. So, I and mean, that, I was is in that my one on mid-20s. Yeah, it was to a Britney Spears song, Work Bitch. I mean, <laughs> on the farm. <laughs> natch, natch. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was um, the story of uh, Playlist for Kyle, mm. which uh, I, you have to start from the beginning. I can't remember. I just, I've forgotten the important details. Well, just when, um, when me and Kyle first started dating, we lived apart. You know, we were dating immediately, like, remote or what is that long, long distance. distance yeah and so it was just a way for us to get to know each other right and i was like he asked me for some playlists and i took it really serious <laughs> i will though wait wait did they start as mixtapes were no, there no they were cds uh, well, uh, but a i mix gave him physical cds that you burned that i burned yeah okay so you yeah, curated so, yeah, these I curated. Okay, okay i've even sent them to you years ago where And I based them on mood. And so I went through, this was back when I had to download or pay for, you know, music product. You didn't have subscriptions right, and stuff. So right. I went through just my library and then I decided I wanted to make mixed tapes or CDs based on mood. 
So I could pull them up on what I titled them all. Sure. I will, however, have to give a little bit of credit to one of my friends, and I've thought about this. He is still a musician and putting out some really great content, so I'll share that with you. But my friend growing up, we were in band and choir together, and he's always introduced me to so much music and widened my, you know, like of music just from pop music to giving me classicals and giving me alternatives. And he introduced me to so many different things. And every time he would come visit, he would just download a bunch of music onto my computer. Wow. And it was really great that um, otherwise my family's just not a big musical family to right. have shared that with me. So anyway, my library was stacked with a lot of stuff that I would just put on shuffle. I mean, I literally had an Apple shuffle. That was my go-to. I never listened to things in sequence or in order. Right, I was always right. like, just give me the eclectic array of the shit that I have on right. here and let's listen to a thousand songs. Big and, picture. Big picture dreamer. Right. And so when Kyle asked for that, I was like, okay, I am intentionally going to listen to every single song. And I'm going to make a folder of all my favorites. And then from there, I'm going to categorize. This is how much I liked him, by the way. Like, Dang. I normally would not spend this what, much what, Find a gal that, how? what's the thing, you know? Find somebody that, fill in the blank. Oh, yeah. On You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. on TikTok or whatever. Uh, f- find somebody that... Uh, I can't even think of a good example, but but the <laughs> I mean, spends... I fucking spent a shit ton of time. Yeah, honestly, I can't believe how quickly I fell in love with Kyle. Like it was crazy how quickly that happened and how much I cared for him. So putting that effort in, I never would have done for anybody else. Right? Yeah. And when he asked for it, I think he was asking for like one tape. And I win. I was like, I'm going to listen to every song I've ever procured, and I'm going to categorize them. And I gave him, like, seven mixtapes. And it's all based on, here's my chill atmosphere. Here's my excited chill zone. Here's my partying one. Here's my sad album. Here's my, you know, whatever. And I think they're all really great. And he, he, he dug them, right? He did. He he. He loved them, as far as I know. Right, he might have right. They were shit, but no, still wanted no. No, I'm. With me. He would have taken absolutely <laughs> taken at least one liberty. Yeah. To th- toss a little trash on, you know. Yeah. Um, but th- it's funny. Um, I've noticed for a very long time. Um, in fact, uh, I maybe can only think of two situations where uh, you have said anything or or wanted to do something differently with the music playing in your home which he seems to be almost always running yeah and you seem to almost always be cool with whatever he's chosen mm-hmm. um I, I i can maybe think of one or two times where you've uh said it was too loud because mm-hmm. conversations happening mm-hmm. or or maybe you wanted to hear something specific in that moment yeah and so you hey are you because you guys can both jump on, yeah, right, and uh, but for the most part, you, you always seem to be just cool with whatever, yeah. whatever he's chosen. I'm not a good DJ, I'll like admit that, but there are certain times when I like music in an atmosphere means a lot to the setting. Like growing up, when we moved to Kansas, you know, my dad had a better job, we had like a like a stereo system in our house, but there was always like the atmosphere set and there was always like background music and stuff. And that has always, it's taught me how to set the stage to entertain. Yeah. So we like the second we got our house put together, we got the Sonos 
system put in place and put a speaker in every room, outdoor speakers. And I feel like it sets just a different element to, you know, our holidays and the entertaining and what you kind of put on in the background. That's and, warmth and I mean, inviting. I'll make I mean, brunch and we'll put on French cafe music. And it's just like, okay, now I let's have a fucking mimosa and like enjoy <laughs> the Sunday, yeah. you know? You guys want some ham? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we've always been very aware of like what music can do in an entertaining standpoint. And I'm never good at curating it. I really do now rely on a lot of the curated playlists sure. and stuff that Apple you were Music at one time. Spotify will. At one point when I really loved a person right. and had no children or anything to fucking worry about, <laughs> yeah. sure. But now it's like, okay, let me tell you the vibe. Play it. You right. Know? So. Well, when we were talking about figuring out a time to do this, uh, I think you spent some time with it and then finally were like, you know what? This Coldplay record, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, maybe has two titles. I mean, it's Vida, it, Viva La Vida. Viva La or, Vida, Death of All Those Friends. Yeah. yeah. and I, I think everyone knows it as Viva La Vida. Well, I think it, uh, you know, um, if you're reading a, a study or a paper or something and they mention an organization that also happens to have an acronym in its mm-hmm. title, they'll spell it out the one time. And then refer to it as the acronym every time mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. That seemed to be the case when I looked at a couple things. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then from then on, it's we're gonna call it this. And there is a track called uh, maybe the last track is called "Death of." Yeah, and that's uh, my favorite song. Really? Yeah. Okay. That okay. I, when I've been, I I've, I've thought so much about this, and what I've realized is I I music is triggered to a certain moment in my life if it has meaning and that album came out at a very pivotal moment 2008 yeah of my life which was so i had um a high school relationship that went into college and so my first two years of college i was very like fucking boring and like well you know i have a long distance relationship whatever and okay so that summer was heavy on music because i took a job as a golf course greenskeeper and i literally mowed a golf course my whole summer yes and so i just had fucking headphones in all day and i was really close with my friend kevin who helped me curate these playlists or he would introduce me to songs um, but I would also download some and buy them on my own. Um, and it was just, I had to have my, my iPod ready to go for eight hours of work. Yeah. And would it last on one charge? Um, eight hours. Well, I mean, it was just an iPod, so yeah, I, guess. I didn't have apps running. Right, or right. It was just music. Yeah. It could Good last call. like a Good whole call. week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you just plug it into your stereo at home, right. you know? Yeah. So I would just have that going. And honestly, during that summer, I would have golfers come up to me and be like, hey, can you quit singing? We can hear you. <laughs> but the mower was so loud. I mean, I was on this sure. massive mower. Oh. It, it like was steps up. I was probably like seven feet tall on the mower. Wow. I was riding these. I mowed the whole golf course and I mowed the greens. It was me and one other girl. I mean, it's a small town. It was like a shitty golf course. So. They you care. Know, they care about mowing the greens differently than <laughs> yeah. they're at, they're doing something yeah. right. Yeah. You know? 
So that summer was just all about music. I had Madonna just dropped a new album, which I loved. And I had some Kanye West going. And I had Black Eyed Peas and Coldplay, Viva La Vida came out that year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so so you're, when new stuff comes out, how, how would it uh, make its way to you? Or how would you learn about it? I mean, I mean, a lot of it was... One, finding, like, the app to get it from. So it was, like, Napster or LimeWire, sure. however to get it. And then I feel like iTunes was recent at that point. Okay. Um, Have you never owned an Android? Um, I did. Okay. I mean, okay. once Apple came out, I kind of switched. It was probably in 07. Is okay. Like right away, I got a... It was probably their second generation. Sure, I jumped sure. on iPhone. Um, but... I still had an iPod okay. separate from my phone and like through college. I guess that's really 0708 is also kind of like uh, MySpace is finally like yeah. kind of And just... I never jumped on MySpace. Right. Like, Facebook came out right when I started college and I started a profile. Yeah. But um, really Kevin um, was kind of like he fed me new stuff and everything else was kind of from radio okay because i'm very influenced by radio i love dancing i love just like the pop sure music. yeah and absolutely kyle's not a pop person but i i smile and i dance really excited so he gets into it but i'd say i always knew of coldplay like their hit songs and then this was the first one where i had a moment in my life where i could listen to an album of theirs are you talking about the title track of Viva Lagoon. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like that was my first like experience really learning Coldplay from an album perspective. Oh, okay, and yeah, not just yeah. from a hits perspective. Because, right. you know, like Fix You and Yellow and all those things were big like radio songs, but a lot of their album was never, their previous albums were never played on the radio, so I wasn't as familiar with them, And but I liked them, so I downloaded their new Viva La Vida, and that was just like a moment in my life where I could dedicate you know, an hour of time to like with no interruption, listen to an album. Sure. And so that's where I felt like Coldplay now is such a big band to my life. But that album introduced me to learning about their previous albums. Nice. Outside of, you know, what were the, the hits. hits? Yeah. And now I would say my favorites aren't even hits. Right. At all. Of course. I mean, my favorite track on this album was Death and All His Friends. Yeah. And there's a very specific moment, if you want me to uh, please. And And that's why I feel like I, I talked with Kyle a lot about what my favorite album is. And I don't know that necessarily this is my favorite album of all time, but it was such a pivotal moment yeah. in my life yeah. that it meant a lot to me to bring it up. But so... When I was a greenskeeper and I would listen and I would go back and forth on what I'm listening to. And I, I and that specific day, this was my album of choice and I just had it on repeat. And my task for the day was this tiny golf course had like hand carved greens maps. Like mm -hmm. each mm -hmm. each hole had a map. Like, that by, was like by the tee box? carved out. Here's a tee. Here's the yardage. <laughs> and they were all faded. So I was like, I'm going to paint these. I'm sure the person that carved yeah. those was like, I hope someday somebody's like, here's the here's the In that voice exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy some paint and I'm going to refresh them. So I was just spending all day. Just fucking painting these, like, wooden carved green maps. I love it. And I, this sounds so fabricated, but it is the God honest truth. 
That summer, I was struggling with my high school relationship where I was growing in a different direction from this guy. The one guy. that spilled into college and yeah. is long distance. Yeah. And but it's, I not, had, it's not Kevin. It's not Kevin. Okay. Kevin was always just my best friend. Gotcha. Introduced me to music. This is a separate guy. I've known him since I moved to Kansas. He's still relevant in my life. Okay. Um, but we were together for about three years and... There was a moment where I was just like growing apart. We had different things, but I was stuck in this, oh, I see my life with him and I'm going to live in Larned forever and I'm just going to be a, who fucking knows what I would do in Larned? <laughs> Jesus Christ, this was a terrible direction. Paint golf sign maps. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a greenskeeper right, my whole yeah. life. <laughs> um, but it was just like, you know, you're in that young love stage. Yeah, yeah man. And... And also, kind of just, uh, you, you, you finish high school, you go to college, you get a job, you meet a person, right. you have a family, I mean, you buy a house. it was just like a fantasy of, oh, my high school sweetheart, I'm going to be with right. him forever. And obviously, there was like, we were just going in different directions, but, and I had tons of people feeding me all these lies, and he would tell me completely. Oh, no. People would tell me the truth, and he would feed me all these oh, things. Oh, no. And I was in this weird position where I just didn't know what to do. And I had this... Thank God I had this job that year where I could be in my own head with my own voice and hear music. And your music. Yeah. yeah. And Grounding, there, I imagine. it was. I mean, I swear to God, this moment changed my entire life. That I, I think it was whole. I can't believe you asked me if I wanted to hear the story. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I, even, I know which hole. I can't. I haven't played this golf course. It's a nine-hole golf course. I haven't played it for years. But I want to say it was like... Let's see, seven, six, I think it was hole five on the green, and I or on the um, driver's box, and I was painting it, and Death and all of his friends came on. And have you listened to that song? Yeah. Okay. It's very instrumental, mm-hmm. and it has a huge buildup. And I'm painting it, and I'd never, like, really paid attention to that song much on the album, because oh, there really? wasn't a lot to sing to, you know? And, and, so and it's last. Just, yeah. You're almost, almost an hour deep. Like, in my head painting and I swear to God, I'm just like feeling all these feelings and I'm feeling like this momentum buildup. And as I'm painting on this, I see, I see a caterpillar, like just like inching up the side and it's in this instrumental buildup where there's like all these changes in the, the temp in the tempo and everything. And I'm just like started feeling these feelings. And then literally the lyrics is like, I don't want to follow death and all of his friends. I don't want to follow the path of what everyone else is doing. I need to like get off this path and go in my own direction as this caterpillar's going. And as this musical instrument is just like building and building and building. And then it just has this like climax. And literally that day I drove there from work, broke up and never turned back. And my whole fucking life changed. Whoa. Never questioned it. Never went back. Now, I didn't. How much of that is a script that you wrote no, last I night till four in the morning? No, but that's when you asked what my favorite album was. I'm like, I don't know if this is my favorite album, well, was, but this is what changed my life. I don't always know what the best uh, <laughs> approach is, right? Yeah. You know, favorite uh, might mean something different, but really what I'm going for is a combo of favorites or yeah. uh, pivotal, in, influential, you know, or or it's and instead of or. You know, yeah. it's, it's all of the above. 
Um, but that's. But I swear, like none of that is fabricated or. Made no, up. I was it just was, teasing. No, I know, but it was such. <clears throat> it was such an. I almost tattooed Viva La Vida on my body. I've had a lot of tattoo ideas, and I've never got a tattoo, but I'm really glad I did it. Are you both? Are both of you still tattoo yes. free? Wow! I always thought I'd have like multiple, like two sleeves sure. and leg sleeves yeah. and everything by now. But little tear, little single teardrop, couple teardrops, <laughs> couple. I know I've killed a few. <laughs> uh, oh <laughs> my goodness! That was just such a moment of my life that I was like, I'm done with this chapter. Move on. I, I mean. Somewhere now, in there is like a, a, a fiction piece about you. The, all of that happens, but also you scoop up the caterpillar and then yeah. you guys have like nine years together yeah. and this whole, all this life changing shit yeah. happens. For, I mean, in, I don't know. It, I just like listened to that part. It's like two thirds of the way in. Listen to that and think about watching this little caterpillar crawl up so cool and in a beautiful day of summer on a golf course you know like how perfect of a setting is that <laughs> uh it's storybook legit but then from there like i became such a huge cold play fan and you know i wouldn't say i'm like as into it as i was back then but that introduced me to their previous albums which i'd say one through four are my absolute favorites and this is this is number four for them i think yes. right yeah and now they're on like nine nine yep and probably less and less as they grow and i remember hearing about their viva la vida album learning that they're changing their style of music and well they went like away it, they went away from uh, the, a the producer rock. that they used for the first three mm. Uh, and brought in Brian Eno, who's like, that's the guy you go to if you want a different feel for your yeah. record to just separate it. And then there were other producers, but also uh, intention. They were like, we got to mm. we gotta do something. For whatever reason, we got to yeah. do something different. Yeah. Um, and fuck, I mean. But I will say it's probably more of a biased thing because, again, that album made me learn my love for their music and go back and really listen to their previous albums in depth and fully not just their hits but then that next um winter i traveled europe and i did a lot of traveling with my ipod and cool so i listened fully to a lot of their early stuff and i haven't had those moments in life afterwards when they came out with their other albums to really sit and like resonate but you've had it with other folks other artists i have yeah Uh, i don't know if you've had it on the album level but you've definitely had i have on the album level in a few um not coldplay right i think they're great i I can sing every song that they have but i would not like to me that was kind of like a i've found my new self and i love them and now i have new loves like with me and Kyle, like me and him have a lot of shared album loves and it's not on that same. I mean, it could be that, that they level. just like, uh, uploaded the file called new loves. Like yeah. there's a whole other thing of out there that you, you could, you yeah. might find like 47 different new loves, Yeah, but you, you gotta go look for them or yeah. maybe they find you. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I think that they are, you know, being the uh, elder statesman that I am, they kind of came to be in a huge swath of years where I was just like, oh, 
I don't know what that is, or I've never heard of him before, or whatever. And then, like, somebody, you know, asked me, and I went back to painting my own golf sign thing. Yeah. And then turned around, and they were just global phenomenon. Like, I mean, they've sold 100 million records. I mean. Uh, and, you know, here's, like, somehow, uh, and I, I didn't write down anybody's name, but the, the lead vocal lead vocalist who also plays an instrument <clears throat> i feel like his voice became chris un- martin yes yeah. chris martin his voice became kind of universally mm-hmm. known mm-hmm. W- with where like i can immediately i know but i've never in my life sat down and listened to coldplay before right now really before getting right i swear to god scouts on like oh, i love Coldplay. like is that too generic but no 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 I, so but is. i mean that like, was a part of my life then and i mean you know. like uh more than once uh my sister tiffany uh you know catching up whatever um you know and just oh i got a flat tire at the grocery store yesterday and i'm starting a new job and oh, and the Coldplay show is coming up and it's mm-hmm. like what like you are uh, uh, such a fan of this ba- band that I've never heard of. The year, the seldom does she a concert. Well, that's not true. Uh, com- compared to me, like mm-hmm. it, if she goes and takes the initiative to go buy tickets to a comedy show or a concert, I'm always like, oh, it really must mean something yeah. to you. Because, but I, I'm pretty sure she's seen him twice, you yeah. know. And so it's like this whole phenomenon sort of happens while i'm asleep at the wheel yeah and then like of course i know his voice uh immediately mm-hmm. and then I, I when i put this on to listen to for the first time i was like i wonder uh if i'm gonna know any of the tracks mm-hmm. and if the the lead one uh color life and life and yes that whatever, one yeah. and then the title track mm-hmm. and, like two notes yeah. i'm like oh yeah yeah but i think i cut you off you were no, I well, I've been to two of their concerts. I went to the Viva La Vida concert, mm. and it was fucking With? amazing. Uh, one of my good sorority sisters, okay. uh, she invited me. Oh, last minute, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Was let's had do the this. caterpillar already happened or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was that fall, so it was only a few months later. So I mean, that's wow. why it was a very pivotal. Like that was a very, it, it's a memorable chunk of life in those few months i mean i'm gonna remember it forever after tonight (laughs) i know it sounds so no for real it doesn't it doesn't it was just like a three-year relationship i ended in five seconds and never turned around like that was just it was so mo it was that song literally if you listen to the lyrics too it's like oh i got carried away i wanted to get married um no fuck this don't follow death like find your own path and become your own person i mean mean, that's literally the lyrics one could say you know (laughs) that you having this experience and going directly to terminate this thing that has had was in fact a cold play (laughs) (laughs) these jokes write themselves i can't you know um but i will say they're freaking the first concert was absolutely unbelievable. And I remember, um, is it called Lover in Japan? Mm-hmm. Um, that moment of their concert, they had... Slash like, Reign of Love. Yeah, yeah, they just had these flower petals come from the ceiling. And all the, the their lights, their light shows are outstanding. And Chris Martin is such a... He just engages in the fans. And they have this huge... Um, 
runway that goes way out, like all the way to the end of the stadium. And he's just so engaging and he plays live piano and their drummers are just going crazy and their whole band is so engaged. But one thing I will say... Obviously, I was very attracted to Chris Martin. Okay. He's fucking hot as shit. Is he? Okay. I will say, I like when I met Kyle, I was like, ooh, he kind of looks like Chris oh, Martin. Shit. And this was in 2009, which was like right after yeah. all that happened. I was like, ooh, Chris Martin looking like woohoo. <laughs> um, so that was a good, good plus for him. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because Chris Martin at the time was married to Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, oh and okay. Kyle always had a celebrity crush on Gwyneth Paltrow. He did? Yes. Isn't Kyle, that funny? come on. <laughs> Gwyneth? Unless, I look nothing like well, her. But. <laughs> unless she's in uh, duets. Did you ever see that Mm-mm. with Huey Lewis where they're the karaoke singers? No. They're like father, daughter. I, I really, really have always loved Huey Lewis. Okay. Um, and uh, there's this movie called Duets and they're, they're both, and they've, they're estranged. And I, I think that they, it's been in forever, but they reconnect. And the, the main track from that soundtrack from that movie is called mm-hmm. Cruisin'. Okay. And it, they, they sing it together. Oh. It's so, but anyway, if it's not that, uh, she's not that, I don't know, attractive. Yeah. Uh, if if we're talking elite celebrity, yeah. like there's a lot of other sure. more. Anyway, sure. um, that song, I, I only made a note on a few songs, but that there's something about that song that reminded me. You remember uh, a couple of years ago or so when uh, one day we opened up Facebook and it was like, Blair and Tara, you guys have been friends for eight years, and it made this video (laughs) and and shows all of your pictures together and the things that were liked the most. And there's like a little jingle to it. Okay, I was like, that sounds like that. Like, I know it's not, but um, one thing about that song, and this is why I was like trying to look up like musical terms because I should know, but it's like the main. I don't know if it's the bridge or the build up or whatever it is, but there's just this heavy instrumental period where they change like tempos oh okay and yeah i swear to god it took me forever to figure out like what the fuck is the tempo going on here and i would just literally that summer was just a lot of like thinking and questioning and like i remember Discovery. literally being in my volkswagen laid back what like looking through the moonroof at the stars listening to this like trying to figure out the tempo and when i l- realized it's like okay wait a minute you're driving a bug that can lay, lay tire tracks and has a moonroof what exactly. year is this thing <laughs> it's the- 2001 oh shit nice okay um but i remember figuring it out and to sidetrack like i was really into band and i almost was my marching band conductor okay so i was like really into like I could totally so, see like, it. Sometimes when I listen to music, I think of it as a conductor. Sure. And so as long as every you're... time I hear that fucking song in that one instrumental period, I fucking like conduct it. Nice. Love it. Do anyway, you... it starts I, with I a... hope you incorporate a peace sign out the window. <laughs> yes. Oh, out the, <laughs> oh, sorry. The sorry. My bad. Um, but it's so crazy because when I figured it out, I figured it out before. So 
I was really close with Kevin that summer too. Again, Kevin is like my best friend. Sure, sure. You've probably met him. He's come, he's come probably. visit a few times, but he's like into music. He just dropped an album and I'm going to oh, yeah. send it to you. So, okay. Do you want to um, plug his stuff? Kevin Kendall. He also did a few albums titled Bucky Shorts. He's okay. funny. He's like really into electronic music and okay. he does a lot of producer stuff and he works Where does with he, other people. Does he put his stuff out there? Yeah. Okay. He, ju- he just dropped some stuff. Um, he just made an hour long album that's just electrical like electronic sure. music. Sure. Like on Bandcamp or on YouTube? Um, or? You can get it on Apple or Spotify. Okay. Kevin Kendall. Yeah. Okay. Um, and anyway, he's such a huge Shouts inspiration out. for my music. Love it. Love. Um, but that summer, we spent a lot of time together. And I remember both of us, like, he's, his whole life was music. I loved music, but I also was really into a lot of other yeah. extracurricular activities. Yep. And so when I figured out what that tempo was before he did, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it just switches back. Like there's an intro and it's a one, two, and then it switches to a four and then it goes to three. Oh, you legit figured it out. And then it goes to a four and then it goes to three quarters. So it, like every time I'm in the car, I'm like, yeah, I fucking know this, Kevin. You don't know it, but I know it. Are you guys not rolling right now? Get get footage of this shit. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, listen to that song and think about the caterpillar and really, oh, for sure. Like, Feel that instrumental climax yeah. because it is so wonderful. It's life changing. So the uh, the creative change in the the creative process, uh, I came across a line uh, that is referred to a series of doors. And so your boy would have an idea for a song and take it to the guitar player, I believe, and the guitar player says, uh, "Here's." what I don't like, uh, here's, here's my creative input, you know, kind of both sides of it. Mm -hmm. And then they take it to the next band member and it it would, for whatever reason it would, the drummer would be last, Mm -hmm. but it, but I think this was a thing that they were employing kind of like, you know, uh, a a little seedling and Mm -hmm. here's some sunlight and here's some water and here's some, you know, fertilizer and here's some TLC and eventually Oh, we have a song Mm -hmm. and then do it again. I I mean, I I love the idea of that. One thing I do love, I love that, like, obviously, like, the lead singer, Chris Martin, gets a lot of, like, the front band, the front guy, whatever. But I do feel like that as a band where everybody is so in sync in their music development, like, from start to finish. And actually, there's an Amazon original video, like, documenting them from the oh, very yeah? beginning. Really? It's outstanding. What's it called? I don't know. Okay. Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of their first Amazon original documentaries. Okay. And me and Kyle watched it, and we are like, Kyle's a big Coldplay fan, okay. too. So it's okay. not like it's coming out of nowhere between when we talk about it. But right. He's a big fan when I put it on. I think we're both in agreement. Like, we're not huge fans of their current. Yeah, but I mean, life is different now, too, for you guys. Totally. You might not be in the same space that you were in. But I remember watching some videos about their development of Viva La Vida and how they would position themselves in, like, old... Obviously, they're from uh, London. So they would go to some different, like... Um, cathedrals and stuff and like play with 
their vocals and they would all sing oh. or do some stuff in like a church checking and out different here, acoustics yes yeah. and so that was like the pivotal moment where they they changed the producers and okay. then they said we're not going back we're going to try to push the limits and they're bringing in violin and they're bringing in all these different you know orchestra you know elements to it and and i love it i love it but there's just something about just like their old school sure like, sure guitar um stuff, so. There's a ton of artists listed as influences uh, in different ways uh, for them, but the the maybe the most obvious aha U two REM Radiohead uh, polarizing. Uh, it seems that they are uh, so big, but also so very pop mainstream. Yeah. Like how. I think what's crazy is how big they are globally. Right. Like, they do so many tours through South America. Like, I can't, um, I don't even know. They probably do 10 stops in South America. Dude, their wiki page has (laughs) 250 plus references at the bottom. Yeah. And dozens and dozens and dozens of stats Mm -hmm. showing how well track x or album y did in mm-hmm. this year in this country i mean if if i was looking at them on my phone i would have been like yeah bryce is white right wheel yeah. you know, trying <laughs> yeah. to get like holy how much this yeah. you don't you don't see that it's you know wild i mean but they're also so engaging live like even my second uh, and social media too. They totally. uh, they want to be engaged with fans. Totally. And it tracks that the thing the runway would go all because that way oh more access to people. Well, and just his like ability to just jump on a piano and like he shows his real talent. Right. He's not just fucking around. Right. You know? One thing I remember about the last tour, I I was like, it was before I was pregnant with Alma, so it was probably like six years ago, five years ago, five. Five years ago, I don't know which album it was for. It might be Ghost Stories or something. But there, what they did. I like was, how you're looking to me for verification. On do your, you your remember do- your daughter's age? Al- <laughs> yeah. Is my how second born five? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but one thing they did that I'd never, and I don't go to a ton of tours, but I'd never experienced this is when I went through security and I, you know, got past security and I gave them my ticket. They gave me a wristband and I'm like, okay, what's that? And it was just like, Okay, just some thing like look like an Apple Watch. Not really. It was just like a solid piece. Right. Yeah. Then all of a sudden when their concert started, they lit up your watch based on the music and the mood and they basically turned the light show into the audience. Homegirl did that at her, at her Well, I know. But, but this was I know. Six years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was but it was such an experience. She gets credit because she's a lot cuter. I, mean, I fucking than... <laughs> love Casey Musgraves. So anyway, when we were talking about what our favorite album was, it's like, okay, Coldplay was that moment in that pivotal time. And then I'd say our new my new discovery of something with Kyle is definitely Casey Musgraves. And you guys have seen her both times Twice, that yeah. she most two re- yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, she's a trip. Um, I love her. And I will say, when, <clears throat> so it was funny how we discovered her. I think it was right when, like, Apple Music came out as a subscription thing. Mm-hmm. And me and Kyle just signed up for that because we don't listen to music enough to know, like, should we do Spotify or whatever? Right. It's just like, we're already on iTunes or Apple Music or whatever. Sure, sign me up. That's it. 
And for some reason, we were, it was early in our career and early in Cicada to where, you know, we had the Grammys on and it was, I think it was like 2018 or something like that. And we were watching it. The days before COVID. Yeah, right. Well, and I always base it on, did I have another baby or just right. Ivy? Yeah, right. <laughs> Ivy was my easy life. And then when I had more babies, life became hard. So I, I'm pretty sure it was right before Alma. So 2018. And um, so the Grammys came on and we were just like, fuck it. iTunes or Apple Music is saying, hey, here's the five album of the year nominees download their music i'm like cool i'll download these five albums and now i listen to all of those five albums one being golden hour okay which won the grammy for best album of the year oh really and i was like who the fuck is this and i'll tell you what she performed with chris martin that year on the Grammys okay. from Coldplay. Oh, funny. So Coldplay, Chris Martin was playing the piano to her song Rainbow. He's like, I see. And so that's why Casey, I was just I like, see you stealing what? our wristband idea. <laughs> yeah. Quit doing that. But I mean, that I, I never even thought about that connection. Right. But that's probably why I was like, who is this girl? Because my boy Chris Martin is playing the piano right? for her. So. Uh, well, I did uh, back to Coldplay real quick. Uh, there, there's, there seems to be a lot of uh, activism and charity. Ten uh, percent of proceeds, like, and and something about uh, a bank account that uh, none of them have access to, that the, all of this stuff goes to, and mm. where it goes from there is lengthy. But I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I'm not. I don't know anything I, about that. It's, I uh, as much as I love it, I I, I wish that it wasn't so profound. It's mm-hmm. Such a seeming rarity. Yeah. I'm sure there are artists that have been doing it just as generously and for just as long. We just don't know about it. Yeah. But it would be, again, never walked a mile in their shoes, but you would think that they are probably not hurting. So yeah. probably never even realized the money that they, that is gone. Yeah. And I think there's probably room for a lot more of that mm-hmm. if you're up in the 1% or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Um. Dude, I mean, first week of its release, it debuted at number one in 36 countries. You talk about that global... That's the crazy thing. It's not just like in the UK and the United States. It's literally everywhere. I've seen so many different clips of them where people... And to Chris Martin and the band's credit is they are very engaging in their audience. They've they've literally brought up people to play piano. Right. collaborate live with them and i think that that is such a fun engaging it's also a good social media moment for the band right of course of course but you're like i fucking hope this person knows what they're doing because get up here and play the piano right (laughs) and you know uh even if uh it doesn't go as amazing as you'd hoped or if it doesn't wind up being great for the band like that person that's that's you just made their life. Yeah. Right. Like, but, but, right. Um, so it feels impossible to me, um, that your girls, uh, will not have a relationship with music. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, the crazy thing is with the sound, like having the speakers and stuff, it's so easy to put music on that our girls are so used to just like having music in the background and literally Winnie 
Like anytime she hears something, she just goes like this. <laughs> like she just dances all the time. And it's like, what are you dancing to, girl? It's a right. commercial or something. Right. Music is so prevalent, yeah. you know, to their lives. And um, we were on a kick for a while, like when we were getting breakfast and stuff ready before school, just to throw on like John Mayer, or throw nice. on something. And the girls just get in a better mood. And we even started a, okay, everybody pick your favorite song. We're going to make a five-song playlist. You got that many songs to clean up. So it kind of makes like a quick, you know. Oh, I like it. And you want to know what song I picked? It's fun and useful. (laughs) What? I picked, I don't know who it's by, but it's I'm Too Sexy for Oh, Masha. right said too Fred. Se- yes. And it's the funniest. It's it so makes sexy. It, I remember it doing like fashion shows, uh, you know, I as a kid. It. I can see it. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, I think we keep music very. You I know, love it. Uh, it do you, have you ever like gone so far as to imagine how differently it will look amongst the three of them? No. Like t- taste-wise, how they consume it-wise, how it affects I them. I think the biggest thing I am, you know, my mother was so good at giving her life to me and my sisters. Of Like, she gave up everything. It sounds to, like she's prepared you for that statement <laughs> for many years. <laughs> like, it was so easy when I was younger to be like... I love my dad, mama. And I do oh, love sure. my dad. Right. But my mom fucking like gave up everything to be the best mother. And all I say now is I just want to be like my mom. Right. I mean, literally the other day is like, you're just slowly turning into Lori Farley. And I'm like, you know what? I think you said I'm that good to me. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I love her. But she, she just like quit her career. Raised oh, yeah. us girls, yeah. did everything for my dad to do his own company, like did all the hard shit. You know, it's kind of like Kyle. Kyle can build shit, but you can't just run a company out of nowhere. Someone right. has to fucking do it. Yeah. That's what I did for him. Yeah. And, you know, I think I still contribute a lot more than just the back end stuff. But my mom raised all of us, you know, gave up everything to follow my dad's career her whole life. But she also showed up to every event that we ever did. She she showed up and took all four kids, so many different, like talking about managing your kids on the weekends and at night, having four fucking daughters within eight years uh, of life. All right. In a r- oh not- my God. Dance. I was in everything. I was in dance. I was in ballet tap. I did a violin. I was in an orchestra. I, I mean, in third grade, I was in the city orchestra. <laughs> I played trombone. I played violin all at oh, once. Oh, you weren't conducting? No, no I wasn't conducting <laughs> yet. No, <laughs> but it was just like, I was so introduced to all these things. And I feel, I feel so sad because, you know, I love, I'm so glad the way my life has worked out, but we had Ivy a little bit younger than when we were planning to, you know, have children. Mm-hmm. And so I do feel sad that she's like in this moment where, me and Kyle are just so consumed with trying to get our business off the ground that maybe early in the, the early, early stages, she's missed out on a few things. But I don't feel like enough to like notice, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, also, maybe maybe she's fine with miss If she went to all the things for all four of you, maybe she's fine with missing out on a thing <laughs> or two. She's okay. Right. Because right. I always asked and she was, sure. she was never mad about it. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to push it because... I don't have fucking time right. to do it. Um, but like band is coming up and I get like I played piano all growing up and we tried piano. She had no interest. And so I'm like, oh, 
I learned, I feel like I learned so much from learning music. Mm. And, mm. and even yeah. if I couldn't read music, like it's just the feeling and the, you know, the power of like learning an instrument and how it works. And, yeah. And well, I think that we've seen, I, I can't identify anything specific, but I think we've seen or heard or been told about studies over the years where, uh, like, you know, just having music on can kind of unlock oh. compartments that might otherwise go dormant, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, in your brain. Yeah. I mean, if they say you're only using 10% of it, like, that kind of tracks. Well, I felt like a win when just a few weeks ago, like, Ivy's go-to request is the Casey Musgraves Essentials playlist okay. yeah. on Apple Music. Of course. So I'm like, sweet. That's okay, what we use to prepare <laughs> for the concert, <laughs> nice. me and the kids. Yeah, yeah nice. Um. It, I was thinking about your parents and Kyle's parents and my parents and Anna's parents while getting ready for this. And the conclusion that I arrived at was, um, you know, uh, there's probably, if you could use a device to measure love, like the love from um, Kyle's parents seeing him born and your parents seeing you born and so on with me and it like probably is equal to the love that we have had when we see our children Mm -hmm. come into the world for the first time. But I mean, you know, 1974 versus 2010, like I feel like it's impossible to, uh, you can't overlook how different, I mean, just even even the differences between me and my dad before before I even met Anna, let alone mm-hmm. before getting married, before getting kids. Like there were some things about him that is just like like uh, double clicking. He tried. He wanted to do a computers class, mm-hmm. and he literally couldn't get past the double click of a mouse mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, open up a drop down menu. It like. Because I, I think just because typewriters were, was all, and mm-hmm. so everything you push gives you an immediate result. Yeah. It's visible, even if it's yeah. a mistake. But uh, having this thing that has all these hundreds of things that you don't even know. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, technology, of course, is a big one. Um, uh, uh, global awareness, you know, th- things going on outside of your own town mm-hmm. or your own city or state or region that you're from. Uh, so, d- I mean, it's just really weird to me to think that like these four different sets of parents ha- have these four different children and they all, everybody loves their kids equally, but they're so freaking different. I know. Because of, uh, obviously, time, but also, I mean, you could probably have people that were in the same year, but in different regions. And then by the time you get them together, it's like, oh, wait, what? How did, know. you know, it's just wild. It's one of those, uh, I don't know where you file it in the universe versus the galaxies and infinity versus flat earth, but it's a file somewhere in one of those schools of thought yeah. that is just a mystery. Well, and it's just so crazy how everything from your environment shapes your life. Right, and, right. But then it's also, 
it depends on the person and how they adapt to that situation. Or don't. Or don't. Right. Because you could take it in so many different mm-hmm. ways. So you can take, I could have taken the move really poorly and gone in a downward spiral. Become spiral. goth Tara. Yeah. Who n- nobody wants to I, invite to join their sorority yeah. and then no videos are made. And... Right. Then I wouldn't be so happy. <laughs> if I didn't listen to Garth Brooks and Kenny G, I would have just been dying inside. You would be uh, ending your TikToks with fuck off instead of bye. Yeah. Well, or it's like if my, my friend Kevin, who was the weird drummer in middle school, if I didn't look at him as a friend, you know, instead of a... If I would have just been like, oh, girls, you know, I probably wouldn't be introduced to so many different types of music. Yeah. I really, I really do attribute so much of my span of music, you know, eclectic views of everything to him because he just took the time to like help me be yeah, introduced man. to so many he different He never tried things. to get in your pants? I mean,. I think he would have married me if he if I said yes. Oh, interesting way of answering that question. Okay, all right. No, I, he ne- he was always my best friend. Okay, and I think it was in my control, but oh. he's respectfully be- stayed okay. my friend. Okay, yeah. I mean, lo- boys logging some hours. But you know what? He's very happy in getting married next year. Oh, cool. So Are I'm- you? Guys. I'm invited. Okay. Yeah. With with the plus one. <laughs> of course, he loves Kyle. <laughs> nice, nice. No, uh, he's honestly like I went to prom with him in high school, and I I love Kevin with so much of my soul. We were just always really good friends. That's cool. So, I always told Kyle, I feel like if I met him in high school, we would have just been in the friend zone, though. So, I feel like when you meet people, it kind of yeah. depends on your phase of life. Yeah, well, and maybe you're meeting some of those people for a reason. Yeah, like, and right. you know, when I when I met Kyle, he's so such a different person from my previous. Right, right. That... Honestly, he was the first person that made me feel weird in public. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this how I make people feel when I'm being like... What do you mean? I don't know. Like, when I'm... Like, I'm not afraid of what people think. Mm -hmm. So, when I would, you know, dance weird and make people feel funny. You know? Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Quit embarrassing me. You know? But I'm just like, fuck that. (laughs) Woohoo! You know? But he's the first male that, like, that I liked that made me feel that way. And I'm like, ugh. Ugh. Okay, well, maybe he's on my level. Okay, we could fucking conquer the world together. And now look at us. (laughs) Just being fucking weird, weird people together. (laughs) Um, What do you, I mean, 2032, what is the Davis Davis family household? 10 years, 10 years from now. Obviously, you still have, you know, uh, probably two still under your roof but i mean a lot of a lot of time has passed you know we talk about like where we're at in our home so much and one i i hope it was all fucking worth it all that we've been through the last like five actually the last 10 i was explaining to one of our um employees just like the path the career path me and Kyle have taken and looking back on it, like we're so fucking gutsy. We're so ballsy that every step we have followed what we know we're good at and when we're in a bad situation. And I don't think me and Kyle have ever been 
both paid by a company besides Cicada, <laughs> which At is the same what time. we own. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and it's just like, because I feel like Kyle is so talented and misunderstood mm-hmm. by employers that he needed to thrive on his oh, okay. own to show misunderstood. his Misunderstood. Yeah, I, he was employed by a lot of people who just didn't realize his talents. I just, I look at him and I see a collection of skill sets. Exactly. And, and like, there are so he many people. can see a thing now, like, nope, that needs a da There are so many people who either were threatened by it or mm. did not see mm. how much he could bring to the table. I see. And it. they like. They didn't prioritize his talents in their hierarchy. And I could see it always from the beginning. And I w- that's why I was always so supportive of him following what he knew he was really good at. Um, and then our move to Kansas City was following him. I left a really good job. Okay, yeah. And then I struggled for a long time because people couldn't see my talents. And it took me a long time to get back to where I left. You know, because I feel like I was getting on a very successful track really early in my career. And then we moved and nobody knew who the fuck I was and Mm. what I could do. So we were both on like very different planes. Sure. And then I think from the moment we met, we knew we would be so successful together. And we just never had a question. We just always said, when the time is right, we'll do it. So continued belief in knowing your strengths and your skill sets and being having an awareness to when stuff feels off sets you guys, will continue to set you guys in a good I direction, so. right? I mean, I hope that in a year we'll f- soon learn it will all be worth it. But, I mean, you know, it's, always, what, it's still going to be a you challenge. You, you really time. don't have the answer to that question right now today? I mean, it is because if we would be doing anything for somebody else, it'd be the same shit. Well, I mean, also, if it ended tomorrow, if somebody just pulled the plug and, like, all of it, you know, okay, it just it all's falling into the cracks and nobody's going to be bothering. It's, it's just over. But you just got to return to the workforce. I mean, you'll be, I know that's not what you want, yeah. but if, for some whatever weird reason that happens, you guys will be fine. We'll and be fine. and you would probably, uh, once you get a little space f- down the road from it, look back and be like, there's so many things that we learned from that experience oh, yeah. that, you know. Absolutely. So continued growth, health, happiness. Yeah, all that I mean, stuff. I, you know, I, we're constantly trying to tweak what we're really good at. I think there's a lot of opportunity to take the easy road in our career and we just refuse to do so. And we could probably have a hundred projects under our belt if we wanted to, but we just strive to make things extremely difficult and challenging. (laughs) We just have to wait for the perfect fucking opportunity and like the perfect job or we just make things so difficult and unique and complex that we just can't do a lot of it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. okay with that. Now. I would rather do five jobs a year that are really sure. crazy and expensive and unique than a hundred average. Right. So I'm always going to try to do that. You're a hundred average, you know, uh, how many other folks are doing a hundred right. average jobs a year? And- I want every job that we touch to be magazine worthy. I love it. That's you know? a great so, goal to have. And uh, I don't want to have fillers, you know. No. And what's the uh, philosophy? If you 
if you don't believe, you got to believe in it for it to happen. Yeah. Right. If you stop believing in it, then, you know, yeah. I think a lot of the energy and zhuzh and oomph falls yeah. out of it. And it just kind of. I feel like all my inspiration is from the lone wolves or from the like very. Is that, was that, is that a throwback to your personalized That blade? has been my nickname my okay. whole life. I forgot to show, show uh, <laughs> give shouts out to uh, Lori Farley, by the way, when we were talking about <laughs> her giving her life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, lone wolf. Well, I, I guess I'm always attracted to the people who are willing to be like way more crazy and they're not everybody's cup of tea. Right. And it is specific to being out of the box instead of being commercialized sure. for the masses. Sure. And I never want to be like, well, I'm sure 90% of the people will love it, but I want to be the 10%. I want to be the, I want to be the I want to be on the edge, right. you know. What we've talked a couple times about this, you know, big picture dreamer and uh this scope, right? Mm-hmm. That you have um but if you if you look uh, into that uh, a little not not too deep a little bit just a little further down there's um very specific talents that you have and we've talked about a few of them you know uh, style and fashion and decor and uh really remarkable attention to detail i mean shit i was impressed by your outfit when i opened the front door <laughs> and and that that's a this level example and then you go to like your uh, floral arrangement for a progressive dinner mm-hmm. above the whatever the light fixture. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of bunch of stuff in the middle. Um, like, where's that come from? I care. Like, my whole thing is if it is good enough to create an experience. Okay. I Like, for the progressive dinner, for instance, I was just like, you know what? We're fucking going out of... We're just going crazy to so, give so this experience. T- t- time out real quick. Yeah. Because you, you and I both know uh, that you could put out a killer spread mm-hmm. and do nothing else. Yeah. Right? It just looks like your average, your average uh, dining room, kitchen, home. Uh, yeah. Um, the way that looks for the five people that live there every day. But you could have impressed a lot of people just with the food. True. However... Well, <clears throat> you were like, we're going all. Uh, well, so regardless of the progressive dinner, just my whole life, again, comes from my parents loving to entertain. And my whole life growing up has been about family coming over or Christmas experience. Okay, okay. Or like every year around Christmas, my parents would host this crazy poker party and we'd have like 200 people come into this tiny, like, fucking tiny farmhouse wow and there would be people sleeping all over the floor (laughs) and my dad would play poker with real silver 50 cent pieces oh damn and we would get tipped all night long to bring people beer we literally made hundreds of dollars as kids in the 90s like serving the hundreds of people in this tiny little house and so my parents just always loved people coming over. And I think it comes from my dad has six sib- or five siblings. Right. My mom has four siblings. We come from huge Catholic families. And even even like coming out of high school, 
I had so many different directions and talents I could go in. Not, I'm not smart. I'm not smart in math. I'm not smart in English. I'm not smart in anything. But I just, I'm street smart. Sure. And I'm like, what the fuck do I do? What do I go to college for? <laughs> like, should I go on a basketball scholarship? Should I do? It? I ha- actually had lots of scholarship opportunities for sports and music and all these things. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. And then when I realized, like. I actually went to school to become an event planner because I could plan parties. I could do these fun things. And then that turned into construction, which is still like an event from start to finish. A a major event. But you're creating an environment. Like my biggest thing is learning about how somebody is going to use the space. So it's like... I don't give a shit what kind of materials you like. Tell me how you're going to use your kitchen. How many people are you going to have over on a weekend? How many kids do you have? Who's going to be eating in the kitchen? Do you like to have formal dinners? Do you Are you informal? Like, it is all about logistics. And who cares about the finishes? Like, that is the easiest part of it. The logistics is what matters to me the most. And then I can make anything look pretty. Yeah. Okay. And so... My whole life is just about the experience, whether it's casual or formal. The progressive dinner was a formal thing. It was, how can I just make this a fucking cool, like, fine dining thing? And I made that chandelier. I spent hundreds of dollars on fucking fresh flowers put in the chandelier. It was like, God damn it, why you, did I spend that much money? <laughs> you managed to get a second use out of a lot of them, though, didn't you? No, they all died the next day. Oh, no, I <laughs> yes. thought you took them and made like no. little... Oh, <laughs> they fuck. all died. Damn. It's fine. Dude. It was worth it. Sure, it was sure. worth it. But like, even just like you coming over for, you know, Sunday for football, I care. Like, the thing is, is I care. And it's like, I always just also have a problem with just like the abundance like i don't want the plates to be clean when people leave like i don't want people to not think they can eat enough right i don't want people to limit the the bites that they take sure so and that comes you know my parents have done that my whole life right so really everything i care about is just the interaction of people and how it's gonna feel and I think so much nowadays, people care so much about the aesthetic and they care about the wrong pieces. They care about the social media moments and how it's going to look when they post it. And I could give a fuck about what an Instagram post looks like. It's nice if you get a little two birds, one stone. Sure. Right? Of course. Don't don't frame your vacation around your Instagram. It will always be prioritized in the experience, and then the aesthetic. If I can make them match, great. Yeah. But, like, I'm never going to plan something around a picture and then people suffer on the moment. Like, I don't want to ruin a moment for a picture. But I'll right, take a right. picture in a good moment. Right, if right. If that makes sense. That, that, not a yeah. finer line you can walk, yeah. really. I mean, And I just feel like so many people younger than me, it's all about the aesthetic and less about the moment, and they'll suffer the moment for the picture and then it looks good in the past but what about the present the present wasn't fun you probably upset a couple folks we all had to fucking sit there and watch you take pictures and we couldn't eat the food (laughs) everybody's got ring light uh, eyeballs yeah (laughs) (laughs) i made my first tiktok i'm like i can't wear these goddamn glasses because you can see the fucking ring light that looks so stupid Oh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm sorry, I just talk so oh, much. Oh no, no. Um, <laughs> I uh, wonder. 
Um, tomorrow, you guys are fresh, empty nesters. Your youngest is off to college, and the, obviously the older two are doing their thing. Everybody's happy and healthy. Um, and uh, whatever turn of events has made it so um money's no object Mm -hmm. um the company is before this already doing really well you've got people that want you to sell it to them uh but you guys are are now in a situation where you could give all the farleys and all the davises money for themselves and all of their kids and their kids kids what does life look like for the two of you, for you and Kyle as new empty nesters that literally no longer have any sort of financial concern? How, where are your sources of joy and happiness? What, what do you, how are you spending your time? I'm probably going to do anything I can to get my kids and their friends to come back to my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as much as I want them out, right. I want them in. Right. I've always even said, I'm, I feel like I'm, better prepared as a parent for older kids than younger kids Mm. like the i i love the snuggles and i love Mm. all of that but kyle is so much more patient than i am and i'm kind of more of a i want to talk straight to you and then i want to enjoy you you don't get a cup that's what the fountain's for right i don't want to give you a fucking water cup i put a fountain in this goddamn house put a stool up and drink from there you know (laughs) i mean i i just i I love little kids. I love, okay, let me rephrase. I love my own kids. I'm not a kid lover. I mean, it's true. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to coddle your kids and like be like, oh my God, I love you. Like, I'll tolerate you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I do feel like I can connect more on an older stage of children. Like, I've been looking at Ivy lately being like, oh my God, you're hitting that mark she's like uh uh, doing um she's somewhere in between uh speed walking and sort of hitting that marathon stride where like i think i think you guys it's obviously still going to be ivy but right you're going to be like oh fucking changes i can't keep up with i i i've always thought of her and alma sharing a room and she crawled out of her bunk bed and was going down the stairs. I'm like, holy fucking shit. You are huge. Why am I even considering you being attached to your five-year younger sibling? <laughs> Why am I not trying to give you your own room? You're about ready to start having slumber parties. Right. You're going to be in middle school. Like, you are becoming a tween right. in front of my eyes. Yeah. And Alma is still lisping and sucking on a blanket you know i still connect Uh, them but i can't it's it really hit me only like two weeks ago and i looked at kyle and i was like you never see it coming yeah all of a sudden you're like i was like she's tall she's playing volleyball she's getting into these activities she she has kind of sprouted here in recent months and i feel like just in this next year she's about to become like a whole new human and i'm not ready for it but i'm I'm You'll excited, yeah. you know. It'll be fun. Yeah, I, it's. I I want to be the. I want to be the house that people are comfortable in, you know. And I think that's even when our kids are out, like t- talking about the music videos we made when we were in college, right. coming home, and instead of drinking, we were fucking making stupid yeah. music videos yeah. with my parents. Like that's what I want to happen in my home. Um, 
were there i think we maybe danced around the idea of uh there being one or two other uh significant records for you we we talked touched briefly on casey musgraves but was there one or two others you wanted to it's funny because they're kind of like lumped back from when those top five (laughs) because it was like oh let me listen to these albums i would say um another very important album that i go to in a moment that i need like good lyrics is brandy carlisle okay um what's it called What's her album? It's her second. Well, I don't know how many, but it's um shit. It's all right. I'm gonna look it up because yeah. it's so good. And I cry to it. I literally put it on when I was in the shower the other day and I had a blasting because like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's moments of my life. Yeah. And her big song, um what's it called? Of course I should know about it if I'm talking about it. Well, um by the way i forgive you is her album from 2018 and the the joke is the song that it was a huge moment in me and kyle's like career where we definitely took on a big project that we were learning along the way and, and I felt trying, like people, trying to keep the learning mum a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, and just trying to fucking not get sued and not like make it. die, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I remember listening to this on the way to a job site meeting, just bawling. Like it was basically keep your fucking head above water. Don't listen to other people. Like you can do it. Nice. Um, her, that album, I love every goddamn song is absolutely mm. beautiful. It was up for album of the okay. year with Casey. Musgraves. Okay. And she and lost that's the only her. Reason why okay. I listened to it. Oh yes. I do. The top five that yeah. Apple said, yeah. here's the ones. Yeah. So I downloaded them all. Um, I will say I knew her before her right. previous album. Um, I think it was the story and I, it was a couple hit songs that okay. I had paid attention to, but, um, Specifically on this album, The Joke, I Cry, her first song, every time I hear that song, (laughs) is beautiful. Another one is called The Mother, and it talks about her becoming a mother and how much she had to give up of her life to become a mother, and that she gets to relive. Does she give shouts out to Lori Farley in there? She should. Come on, on, Brandy. The lyrics in that one is talking about how she gets to relive, relive her life through her child's eyes. Cool. And that is really fun. She go, She's talking about how I get to see all the monuments I've seen, but through your eyes. Right. And I might not get to, you know, stay up and drink wine, but I get to hear your giggle. I get to hear, sure. I get to be a part of yeah. your life. And yeah. I, when I'm alone and in the right mood, I fucking ball that <laughs> song. <laughs> Another one that i love from that album is called fulton county jane doe and it's talking about just like she is a very big activist and um she wants to to make sure that people are heard no matter what your background is and so basically if you're like stuck in a prison and all you're known for is your name but people call in the prison call you Jane because they don't know your name right. or your background. And she's like, even though you're known as Fulton County Jane, 
like you were somebody's baby you were somebody's yeah, person for sure. and so i love that nice um so that is a really great album you should listen to it so we got uh coldplay <laughs> so <from> casey brandy <laughs> yeah. brandy carlisle britney we... britney spears um i was actually going through like what songs did i buy because before apple was like a subscription you had to buy i i used to buy a lot of albums like 99 cents a track no like i would actually buy the full album oh yeah for 10 bucks or whatever yes, yeah before so i was kind of peeking through i was a can big... you is there a tab purchased tab yeah still okay yeah. wow <laughs> even though it doesn't mean anything right. nowadays yeah. but i loved um i loved prince oh, prince okay. was actually like i remember in high school i would do <laughs> okay i don't know how familiar are you familiar like did you watch cartoon network ever yeah okay um do you know space ghost or brack from cartoon network is like late space night. ghost uh, is, is that a, space ghost like yeah a, and then there was like brack that would just make a bunch of stupid songs that, i'm not no. even gonna get into okay. it it's stupid but funny um anyway i would learn all these dumb lyrics and <laughs> make music videos when i was in nice. school too nice um, another big band I was into is Mumford and Sons. So oh. I was really sad that they they broke up. Did they? Yeah. Is that why I see his name by yeah, itself? Yeah, so now he's on his own. Uh, I think what? there was a band member. They just didn't. They just didn't connect anymore, and so they parted sure. ways. But I went to one of their um, concerts, and they were great. I'm sure. Absolutely fantastic. Fan- they were. I mean, that's that's my one. I think it's my one and only grammy viewing experience was when uh bob dylan had the the guy that was on stage with the soy bomb shirt and then mumford and sons Uh that was that was the next day the internet was like exploding Mm. with uh they they already had like one of those little not a tiny desk concert but like they filmed Mm -hmm. three or four tracks in black and white in a coffee shop Mm. and somebody uh, sure. I was like, that, those are the guys, I, I think I'm getting the story right. But I definitely followed that link and was like, oh, yeah. my God, this is. And it, they blew up. And I was like, yeah. yeah. They're kind of like Coldplay where they were very like in a difference. Coldplay is very rock. They're very folky. But they kind of like transitioned into like more electrical yeah, and like yeah, poppy. Yeah. Honestly, I did love their Delta album. I wasn't as big of a fan of, but their, uh, what was the album? Their the first third, one? Their oh. third album. Okay. Was at a time when I had a desk job that I could listen to full albums, nice. you know, and I, I loved it. And there was so, that was actually the concert we went to. Okay. Um, I got to find let that me, one. Let me look up what it's called because it's really good. Um, Mumford. Okay. One other, um, <laughs> that I want to oh it's called Wilder Mind okay Wilder Mind right um another one of my favorite albums is Incubus but The Morning View okay that was a high school album I was obsessed with them that's like smart nerd like smart nerd rock I mean love the album I don't really like Incubus and any other album oh okay just that one. interesting yeah interesting. that one what I was could, the name of it Morning View Morning love View. it another high school one that 
surprisingly, I loved was System of the Down. Whoa, okay. Toxicity. Okay. They're fucking um, Chop Suey is one of my favorite songs I remember seeing on MTV. And I turned it on with all the kids in the car the other day. I was just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> It was great. Where were you guys going? Costco. I was going to say, tell me you're on your way to Costco. <laughs> we're bacon wrapped jalapenos and caramel apples and... Who knows whatever else. Oh, but Chop Suey is like my favorite song ever. Nice. Um, I was actually, I saw a TikTok the other day about that song and one of the producers on it. And apparently like they could not figure out the bridge lyrics. They knew like instrumentally what they wanted to do and they couldn't figure out any lyrics. And one of the producers was like, okay, uh, pick a book. And he picked a book and they just found like verses in a book and just copied them love down. It. I love it. It was that. great. <clears throat> and it made it like a weird spiritual chunk of that song. Oh yeah. And it honestly like I kind of fucking love that part of the song. So the fact that it was just like random it's like I need to put lyrics well, to it. It's it just makes probably, it even cooler. <laughs> it it probably is the largest shared experience of the creation of the song cuz a lot of times you have a band member like your your boy uh, who kind of writes the bones mm-hmm. and then uh, the second guy fleshes it oh, out totally. a little bit but if everybody's all right grab a book yeah. write this down you know it, it's a real organic connectedness i think, I think uh, personally i think that that's such a better experience in any situation than if there's just one driver of everything because that can only go on for so long but when you have so many minds to something you just can create something so much more unless depth. you're in a situation where the other members really thrive on the having a driver and well, that facilitates their best effort mm-hmm. you know even if they're the creative is that they're they're doing stuff instrumentally mm-hmm. and not lyrically or, or or maybe they add to the live show an element that wouldn't be the same way with with their them not there yeah i kind of feel like that's the position in our business right now where everybody gets what we're looking for and can kind of hear the team pep and them like what do i need out of this you know kind of like that's cool coach. man where I can That's just very give admirable. very basic concepts and be like, I really want it to feel like this or this or this. You do this, you do this, you do this. And then they use all of their creativity to like compile these big things. And then it's like a little bit of editing. And then we're just creating so many cool fucking things with that. Sounds and like I love the fact that I'm not just like breathing down everybody's yeah, throat. And that. I'm letting everybody have creativity Maybe not in full control, but I do feel like they couldn't do it on their own, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, it I'm sounds like you guys... i than I should. But. Well, but, uh, I mean, you've had a significant role in getting this thing to what it is right now. So, yeah. I mean, credit where credit's due. Um, did you tell all your littles goodnight before you came over? I did. Okay. All right. I just looked at the time. I'm like... Sorry, Blair. I told you I like to talk a lot. Well, I mean, I'm not a hundred. <laughs> Am I pushing on your longest podcast? No, oh, no. Okay, uh, but I'm pretty sure you've blown your husband away by this point. That's fine. He was prepared. He knows I can talk forever. Okay. But nevertheless, um, I think that we managed to create a comfy uh, temperature down here for you. Yes. I I can't feel cold? my toes anymore. Oh, <laughs> I'm happy. My glasses aren't I'm fogging. Kidding. I'm not sweating. I could keep going for um, hours. I do need to feed a puppy and <laughs> okay. myself. Yeah. 
um, and probably uh, open another beer um, and and uh, put some energy in the direction of ending Editing. the evening. Yeah. No, just oh. ending the evening so okay. I can go to bed. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm I wouldn't I couldn't have been uh, in a tougher spot uh, Sunday knowing as as long as I've been aware of Caitlin's Halloween party and as much as I've been looking forward to yeah. doing this, I was like, ah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I, I can't I be mad at that. I was ready to drive back for this. Well, you know, I mean, it's so strangely, um, the first date that we landed, landed on, I, I think was the only time, uh, hopefully it doesn't happen again that I didn't pull the date off of my list that I mm-hmm. send to people. And so, uh, the person that had that date, uh, ended up rescheduling, uh, because they picked the first week of school as well. Mm-hmm. And so you guys were like, anyway, uh, and so then they were supposed to be tonight mm-hmm. and years in the, and I just reached out this morning and I was like, Hey, are we And they're like, Nope. I'm like, <laughs> well, and I, I haven't even asked him because uh, I think initially we talked about Saturday afternoon, but I, I am going to ask if if they can do Saturday evening. But it's funny that sort twice you guys have had this wave <laughs> where you're bumping, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like kind of sort of taking one another's spots. But um, well, just to be clear, I was going to drive from Manhattan to Kansas City to film it and go back. I was not going to cancel that. Come on. That's insane. I was not. That's insane. I feel like we had rescheduled this date like 10 times. <laughs> I so, think it's only And honestly, two, I didn't want to wait till January. I was well, like, I was building up this momentum and I'm like, I'm so fucking nervous. I just need to do it. Like, I need to quit thinking about it and well, just do it. Because I kept questioning. I honestly kept questioning my album because I was making it such a big deal. But I feel like that moment in my life was worth sharing. I mean... I'm definitely... And I don't want to make it about that necessarily the previous part of my life, but I just feel like it was such a pivotal moment in every decision I've moving forward. I've been that waiting since the fall of 1994 <laughs> for the universe to tell me what my first tattoo is going to be. Oh, yeah. And now I have the answer. Is it Viva La Vida? It's, it's a caterpillar oh, climbing up. Oh, <laughs> Do you uh, not have a tattoo either? Zero. Oh my god. Zero. I feel like I feel kind of like cool not having a tattoo. <laughs> I for a short moment uh was like dating the server that was like I mean she's really tatted up now. Mm-hmm. Uh I follow her on Instagram, but she was really tatted tatted up back when we were hanging out. Um and uh she she came over to my place a bunch, but the one night she took me to her place, uh, we had we like hung out in the family room with her roommates, and they were all just, I mean, gauges and eyebrow septums, and like one of them like got up off the couch and was staring at me, <laughs> seated, rose still staring, and pivoted and walked directly at me, and only like darted out of the way at the last second to go in the kitchen and as they darted i looked down and the shirt said uh please remember not to feed the untattooed and i was like <laughs> i looked around and realized it's like oh my god everybody here has so much ink and so much jewel. we end up when we 
I, I wrote a poem about it. Uh, we uh, we crashed. She uh, like we went in her room, and I was like, "Oh, you're a huge slob. Like <laughs> just shit, trash, clothes everywhere, mm-hmm. and a mattress on the floor. Ugh. And there were candles everywhere, and she lit all of them. Oh, and we had our evening of fun, and then fell asleep and woke to her comforter a fucking blaze. Oh my god. I mean like <laughs> Yeah, and I I went <laughs> and like all this melted plastic oh fell my onto god. my skin and burned me back. I mean, like we fucked that room up putting it out because you'd put out the thing and yeah. black speckles and t- anyway, uh I still <laughs> Still don't have a tattoo, Damn. but uh, I mean, you need to get a tattoo of a comforter. <laughs> no, caterpillar. Ca- oh, caterpillar. C- a, I think it's better. <laughs> better C work for sure. Uh, but you thank you, Sarah, so much. Okay. What were you gonna say? What were you Nothing. gonna say? No, <laughs> it'll just keep going. Well, so. <laughs> uh, seriously, appreciate it. I'm I'm glad that uh, it worked out the way that it did yeah. in terms of Kyle sort of having to break in the you know. He's such and a good dad. Take he can one, handle well, anything. but I mean, he uh, came and did one, and mm-hmm. sort of let you know sent the here, here. Okay, here's what that doing that looks like, and yeah. so then you could kind of yeah. come and hopefully not be too anxious and be chill a little bit. And no, I'm good. <laughs> I mean. I could talk for another three hours, so <laughs> uh, it's probably best that you shut me down well, now. <laughs> I would love to go on too, but um, we do have to uh, figure out food and bedtimes. And also, nobody would listen to a six-hour podcast. So, <laughs> uh, my boss was five. I, oh. but we ended up talking for like 45 minutes before mm. and it was a lot of like talking about Indian princess and kids stu- mm. and, bl- and, and so I was like so I cut out 45 minutes mm. but it was still you know f- a 4 or or something Damn. like that mm-hmm. and I'm I'll, I'll do a six one of these days you know just have me back for part two right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going we could talk about my punk rock face uh <laughs> do you want to throw any of your uh handles out or are you, are you good handle? like for social media yeah yeah i mean we never really talked about what it is i do right um we did on kyle's a little bit so go back to episode 20 and you can hear kyle about Davis. our business um, uh, we talked 90 percent cicada co and 10 percent radiohead <laughs> i mean honestly i was like don't publicize this because i don't know if people want to hear who work for us want to hear the things you talked about well but it's it's mostly it harmless yeah right? it was totally harmless it was just like going through our experience yeah it's fine i think um, we flirted with a couple of details that uh, you were like ah. it's cool anyway it's okay um yeah cicada co is our design build business i think it's constantly growing um you can find us on instagram uh, at cicada underscore co um, if you want to follow my boring personal page, it's T Farley, and I like to keep that separate just so I'm not like being. I personally thank you for it. Yeah. Whenever I see whatever, I'm not going to get into it. No, but get I, into it. No, I just it's not the, having all of your platforms connected via hoots, mm-hmm. whatever the things are, is not the same as having your personal and your business. But I like the effort to keep the two distinctly different yeah. in both situations like yeah. 
if I follow you on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, I don't want to see the same post in all three right. places. So I never post our our business on my personal because I just it's right. like it is it's separate. Yeah. So it's it's all easy it to create. So be different. You know, it different is, content. It's it's like a weird place because I want to be able to be more creative and influential or whatever, but it's not the right platform on Cicada. Right. But I'm also like. I don't know. Now, do I don't you have, know what to do. Do you have two talks? Do you have a cicada? I've been thinking about separating it. You just have cicada I right just now. have cicada. Okay. And I kind of want to separate it because I don't want me personally to affect cicada. I, I think that you absolutely should. You I have so? I have two. And really, okay. my personal one is only because stuff that so Adeline's much made. dumb shit that I want to do that I'm like, I can't be a representative of Cicada if I do this. I want to see the dumb shit. I want to do the dumb shit and TikTok is the perfect place to I do the dumb shit. I also want to see, I've been a, just a skosh <laughs> disappointed that I haven't seen any more of the Damn day the in the life. life. Honestly, it's just time. Like, it takes time and effort. Dude, the one with the Ozark. Yeah. I was like, you you were working on that all day. I know. I mean. But it's like, I want, that's But it's a good, it's a good post. Yeah. And that's, that's like the point in our, in our business where I'm like, Kyle, fucking handle the day to day because (laughs) I want to do the TikToks. I got to curate, Kyle. I want to fucking make the fun things. Don't make me do this bullshit. And here we are back to needing to have a clone of you that can now wear several of your hats. If I could hire a content creator to just like film, if someone could film me in action, there'd be so much content. Mm. But the fact that I would have to like do it and then I feel weird. I'm like, hey, can you like take a video of me talking to this person it feels weird but if someone just knew that they're supposed to do that so much fucking content i mean i talk to so many people every single day literally my life is telling people what to do with their life and i love it like if you just tell me how to live your life i will tell you well don't tell me how to live i will tell you exactly what to do and you will be happy listen to me i will tell everybody so I think that would be really, really amazing. You're also right. There would be a ton of content. And because things are the way they are, I think it's probably for the better that there isn't a person yet. <laughs> yet. Like, can you imagine if, like, you had a content creator with you since, like, somehow you made it part of the budget from day one? <laughs> yeah. And just... Now there's been four years of somebody always filming we you. We would be famous reality show. You would people, probably though. be an impossible person to be around in real life, though. Like yeah. for for like yeah. your neighbor or yeah. whatever. Be like, you'd have to, every once in a while you'd have people be like, Tara, this, we're not making content right now. This is real. Oh. And you have to turn I that think switch. That's always been a thing that I've been cognizant of. Like I. It's just like the environment, like making the environment more important than the aesthetic. There you go. I never want to change anything for content. Right. And that's why I love TikTok so much because it's like Instagram is so much about the aesthetic. And that's like, fuck you. Life isn't that way. (laughs) It's not that way. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to wrap this up. No, no, it's fine. It's clunky and awkward. Instagram annoys me to death because it. It, it serves a purpose. Instagram has got us 99% of our business, which I never thought in the world. People would hire us for million-dollar jobs off of Instagram. Never thought that would happen. Good on you for doing it. Love it. But it, like, I love TikTok because it's so raw. 
Yes. And yeah. it's unedited. And you, it's like the people who try too hard suck. Nobody fucking wants celebrities. Nobody wants like people who've made it on TikTok. They want the raw shit to come out. Um, that's why I love it. There's there's plenty of fanboys and fangirls that want to see their favorite. Obviously. You know. But like anytime, like store. I remember seeing Justin Timberlake pop up and everybody in the comments was like, fuck you, get <laughs> off of here. <laughs> It's like, I like Justin Timberlake, but yeah, I don't want to see you on TikTok. I don't give a fuck what you say on here. I mean, go listen to Coldplay, check out Cicada Co., and most importantly, fuck you, Justin Timberlake. (laughs) No, don't say that. I do like him. I do too. I do too. It's a joke. Although I've seen, have you seen the girls the last couple days doing this on the talk where uh, the the verbiage says... um, if you think oh is it like a like the it's the sign of help me thing? no no oh, okay. i don't think so um if you <laughs> Weird think i correlated that to justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, if you think god who's just been in the news oh it's not it's not what's his name um uh, the, the guy, the, the celebrity that you were, Ar- Army Hammer. It's not Army Hammer. It's somebody, it's another male mm-hmm. that's just very recently been in like big trouble for doing something. And it's dumb that I can't think of it right now. But the 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 content is, if you think such and such, the story on such and such was bad, wait until you hear about, and she moves two fingers apart and the letter J appears and then she moves a different two fingers apart and the letter T appears. And I was like, is there a, like a slew of bitches out there that oh have God. terrible, terrible dirt on JT? Like I... that would be devastating. I think, I mean, cause he, we think he's pretty wholesome and fun and mm-hmm. homies with Jimmy Fallon and used to be in a boy band mm-hmm. and, and married to, uh, Jessica Biel. Right. But he also was, you know, had a co-star he was having to fling with oh, that got caught on okay. social media okay. and all these things. So, I mean, there's lots of things. Yeah, lots but of again, things. we could just keep going for <laughs> hours. So I won't keep you. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thanks this was really me. fun. This was fun. Um, it wasn't as scary as I thought. Well, I was nervous about my music um, education, but I, think I can't. I'm were okay. you like googling music like, terms? What is the count of a oh measure? Oh like, boy. how do I explain that musical, you know, chunk of the Coldplay? Little song? did you know that you would be saying, <laughs> "Are we going to talk about music after yeah. this break?" <laughs> bye, Tara. All right, bye, bye. Oh, fun.